Episode 6 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 148. Fired up to get into more fantasy goo. Dropping knowledge as usual. Obviously, week 6. We're ready to go. So what I've called, this this little one is called Put Your Opponent on the Crucifix in Week 6. Let's get let's give you the information to take them down to the underground and we're fired up to talk about some fantasy football. We to my left, Houdini as usual, across the way from me, Dogmatica. I am D Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And man, the season's cruising by. It's actually we're over a quarter away through everyone's games essentially. And a lot of craziness has happened. I'd say this is one of the Maybe we say this every year, but one of the weirder years of fantasy football that I can remember, I think a lot of teams are uh, that usually don't do as well are sitting pretty well in some leagues, I, and a I lot have, of guys yes. that are really good uh, are, are, are in the middle of the road and, not, and having some tough times. So that's the way it goes. As we said in the last couple podcasts, no time to sulk, perseverance, that's why you're listening to us right now. So let's get the fantasy goo and just get right into it. And this is for the Thursday night. Basically, if you want to follow us, go to NFL.com um, and then check out schedule, regular season. Go to week six, and then we're using that schedule. You, know, you can print that out or just go use it online or get that PDF and, and uh, follow along with us. That's the order we'll be going through the games. What you got? Well, I was just going to say, you're saying how these perennial losers in your leagues for some reason are all of a sudden having great years and and vice versa. I'm seeing the exact same trend, but it shouldn't be a surprise. Let's, let's, it, is, it is that time of year. You have the Royals and the Orioles <laughs> against each other to play in the World Series in the American League. And both teams went through with a sweep. Yeah. Uh, unrealistically, I mean, the Angels falling to the, to the Royals in a sweep, that was, that was out of control. And the, just today, I mean... Uh, 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 a three-run homer hit hit against Clayton Kershaw, uh, the possible Cy Young, possible MVP, which is a and rare. He's already won two Cy Youngs. Yeah, for a, for a pitcher to get an MVP of the league is extremely rare. And there's, he's still in the talks to get crushed for a three-run homer to lose that game in, in St. Louis, beating him twice in the same series. That's pretty insane. It is, but the, the Royals and the Orioles, these teams have not been relevant since we were eight to ten years old. Was it eighty-four? 83, 83 for the for the uh, for the Orioles, eighty five uh, for the yeah. There were only four divisions back then. <laughs> there, there were right. there were only four divisions back, which I used to love actually. That's crazy. You know, wild cards, right? And that crap. 
Well, it's been interesting, but the fact is, and it's happened to me before, literally there's been year, seasons, you know, a while ago where you kind of mail it in and you're like, you don't even really try that hard in the waiver wire, and this is when I was a douche and wasn't really committed to fantasy, literally probably about 11 years ago for a little spell, where sitting there and, and you're, you're, you're really looking, you're looking and you're not spending the time and you're within a punch, and the last, you almost, you just barely don't make the playoffs, and you're like, oh my god. If I had just tried the last five weeks, there's no question. Right now, I would have made it in the playoffs. So don't be that guy, and uh, let's do it. All right, Thursday night games. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a great game or not, but at least there's a lot of players on it I want to watch. And that's going to be the Colts are going to be at the Texans. What uh, should our uh, audience expect in that game? Obviously, let's start on the Colts side. It's a little more exciting. All right, well, you're going to expect a good game from Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, it, it, you're going to say maybe not when you look at if you look at the overall numbers and you see what Houston's actually done against quarterbacks uh, because they're actually pretty decent at defending quarterbacks in fantasy. Uh, but the fact is, what Andrew Luck has been doing this season, and in particular over the past three weeks, he's thrown for 1,075 yards uh, with over 300 yards in each game. Actually, over 312 yards in each game. Uh, he's scored 98.4 fantasy points. Uh, the guy, the guy is insane. So then you look at the fact of what the Texans have been doing, but what did they do last week when they faced Tony Romo? Tony Romo took him out for 324 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So what's to think that Andrew Luck is not going to have that type of success against him? Well, here's the thing with, with Andrew Luck. Even when he – last week I wasn't expecting the greatest game against Baltimore, to be quite honest. Baltimore's better against the run than they are against the pass. Uh, but but the way that, that that game was shaping out, it just didn't look like Luck was going to have an, an incredible game. And he didn't. I mean, 312 yards, sure, that's that's awesome. But only one touchdown thrown and, and two interceptions. But where he makes up for it, it was a is with his legs. Yeah. He gets a rushing touchdown there. And sure enough, he ends up in the top seven in, in quarterbacks for the week. Uh, that That's what's going to happen again. This that's that, that type of thing is what happens with Luck. He has every facet of the game going for him. He's got... Incredible wide receiver to throw to a two-headed monster at that running back position, which is great that teams have to pay attention to. So uh, Houston's going to have their hands full, and their defense, while definitely improved off of last year, uh, can still be had for sure, both in the run game and in the passing game. Well, you look at Romo and where he had his success was buying time and scrambling and making some awesome plays. And Romo, Romo can can circle out of a a pocket or a a should-be sack. Uh, with the best of them. He really can. He's yeah, got he, can't, he can't run very well, but he can. Yeah, he's by he's got nimble. And I think that Luck has that same ability. Where I think Luck will be able to hold a couple of plays, elude J.J. Watt and some of these other um, defensive guys that are going to be in his face just for that extra second to buy himself some time, thus giving himself some of that same success that Romo found. What? Uh, so, you know, finally uh, it seems like Hilton might be uh, trajector, trajecting in the, in the in the right direction, and uh, he had an okay game. Nothing, well, nothing lights out. For Ninety yeah. yards, you know. But again, what does he get almost every week? It's double digit targets, and yeah. he was targeted twelve times. So was Reggie Wayne. Um, you know, who and also, Wayne's coming off a real big game. Uh, yeah, well, he had uh, seven catches for seventy. No, the game before. The game before, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so good performance from him. But the other guy who who's the guy who shows flashes is Dwayne Allen. And you know he's available in some in some waiver wires. He's my starter on every team that oh. I had that I had Rudolph in. So he had four catches, fifty nine yards, and a touchdown. My starter in every league. I think. And you just see you can just see it. 
that the the comfort level that he has thrown to him is, is there. And you see with Hakeem Nix, is he is he ever going to figure out how to be a, a decent receiver? He claimed I, last week that, that he, he thought was. he was the best receiver in the league before this game. He's like, I think I'm the best receiver in the league. Yeah, it's I mean, it's got to think that way. But can it break? And, and when you're a, when you're in athletic in athletics, you got to have confidence. You you can't go into the game saying, nah, yeah, I'm kind of middle of the road. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I might true. make a few catches. You can't do that. Um, so I, you got to like the confidence, but still. <laughs> Uh, no, he he's not Reggie. He's not a thirty-five-year-old Reggie Wayne or how old he is. I think he's thirty-five. Uh, he's not uh, an undersized T.Y. Hilton. He's neither of, of that at this point. He's a third receiver who will have a good game here and there. Um, and it's I don't know. It's tough to predict with a guy like that. This might be a game where he has some decent uh, decent play. Those cushioning those guys going to have to pay attention to uh, the tight ends because, as you said, Dwayne Allen is obviously a threat. Baltimore was insane against tight ends going into that last game, and still Dwayne Allen put up that uh, those numbers. So uh, this could be a game where Nick's actually has something going his way. And I, we, we're, I don't want to talk about my team too much, but I, I want to. We've been told by some of our listeners that they like it when we ask questions to the other person about our teams. And it's not a couple, one guy was like, "You don't know how helpful that is." So I'm going to do that on this game right here with the player that I have that I'm really wishy-washy on. I don't know. I think we all don't like him. I know where you guys stand, but Trent Richardson moving forward. As a starter, right now he's my flex play, and it's like it's either him or Wright or Hawkins. You know, what do you what do you think moving forward or in this game, uh, owners can expect out of a Trent Richardson as a play in standard leagues? Um, my my feeling on this situation is that he's still going to get volume. They have to keep Bradshaw healthy, and a couple weeks ago he went he yeah. left he left the game. And left the facility after the game in a walking boot. And that has been his biggest problem, his biggest bugaboo throughout his career is that foot. Uh, his legs and, and that ankle and his foot in particular um, has always been a problem. So they want to uh, make sure that his touches are down to the point where he's manageable, where he's going to make it through the season. They need him for the end of the season there. Vic Ballard's going to be gone for the year. Dan Heron ain't going to be the guy. Uh, to, to carry the load with a Richardson. So they're going to give Richardson the ball as much as possible. He's seemingly durable. Well, so. but, but they gave uh, Bradshaw had 15 carries last week, and, and Trent only had nine. True, but that, that was more of a... The way that that played out was the fact that Baltimore is very good at stuffing the run and guys who don't move very much, and that's a Trent Richardson type. They needed a little bit of work out of, out of a guy who's got shifty feet, who can actually uh, break a tackle, <laughs> and that's what Bradshaw does. Well, yeah, you know what? See, I, I look at I'm going I'm to look. I'm going to take the approach from the football mentality when it comes to with Bradshaw. I understand he's been gimping all that, and he do, wasn't a walking boot, and then all of a sudden he looked pretty good in, in that sure. in that game. You he know? fumbled. Yeah, well, he that fumbled. Is, that's not going to help his cause. But Trent Richardson also fumbles too. So the the, the that's the, the main point here is that they're not looking. For the running game to dominate for them, they just need yeah. the running game to be good enough to take the pressure off of uh, of Lux so that he has like the ability to throw the play action and do the things that, they, that he yep. needs to do in the offense, or get the ball of those two running backs right. out of the back. They yeah. each and, had and, four and, catches and last. That's week, not so. even the biggest thing. The biggest thing is protecting Luck. Because yeah. their offensive line isn't the greatest thing right. since sliced bread either. They need some pass protection. Both of them happen to be able to do it. Bradshaw was always very good at, at doing that uh, uh, back in the day for, for the Giants. Uh, and it seems like Richardson has been able to do that pretty well as, as well. So they need those two guys in there. And, and I think that going forward, if you're talking about Richardson, he's a keep. He's not never going to be a top guy. 
but he's going to do the job as a flex guy for you all year. I look at Texans. the other, yeah, I look at the other side. This is where I'm. I'm Aaron Foster, how'd you feel? How you feeling last week, D Rex? Well, I was loving it. I want to say you guys, are, you guys still are saying, "Oh, you got what you're gonna get from him." This guy's good. I know he's banged up, but he understands. He's 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 a competitor. He understands that he's either like out of the league in two years, or he makes a name for himself and has like you know a, a place in NFL history. And I think he's got that kind of competitive streak to go back to what you were kind of speaking of earlier. I agree with that, but there's, you want to know why he also has. That doesn't mean he's not going to get hurt again. But that's that's all the, <laughs> the biggest potential. Yeah. But they are going to continue to feed the beast right now because the, the simple reason they need him to. If they're going to be anything, they drafted Jadavian Clowney, who's not going to play again this week. They didn't draft one of the quarterbacks that they could have drafted. And you look at this team; they need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when. Foster is healthy and he's out there. They're giving him a ton of carries, and and he's and he's dominating with it. So and that's that, that's let's be honest, and that's the one thing with him. When you're talking about touches and volume with Trent Richardson, I get it. He hasn't done dick on a stick. He hasn't shown. Arian Foster is a really good running back. This guy is a stud, stud running back. I agree, he's injury. He's a, he's a risk at any time for going down with some gimpy or long-term injury. But this guy's good. If you took injuries out of the equation and he was the most durable guy since Walter Payton. Then, I mean, he's an epic, epic, epic runner. Wouldn't you agree? I don't know what yeah, is his vision. I don't know if it's his quickness after a cut. But this guy, when you watch him on that little sweep, you he's always getting three yards, and then and then he's either going for longer or he gets another three while they're taking him down. I'm impressed by the dude. He's, he's great he, game watch. I'll tell you, I, I test. He's deceptive because he doesn't look fast. By any means, he's not. He doesn't look fast in the slightest bit, but he's got long strides. Yeah. So when he does get out to that edge, he is able to to gain on the, on those defenders. The word I'll give you: he looks silky when I see him out there. No doubt, it's a good word. And I think when you say long strides, he also brings that knee high, and I think that's why he gets. I think he's got like slicing knees, and people kind of stay away from him a little bit on that. Well, that's the thing: is that he's got the same situation as Demarco Murray. And that's why yeah. they've had injuries in the past. They run upright. Yeah. And they bring those knees up and they run upright, which is obviously uh, more prone to having injuries yeah. you know, happen to you. When you keep that low pad level and you keep your body down, it's less likely to get an injury. But, that, I mean, hey. The, what else is going on in this? Let's go, let's go, what's going on in this game? Obviously, they need a quarterback. What's happening there? You know, let's take let's take a couple minutes and talk about the wide receivers and, and the rest of the positions, and then let's let's move on so we don't focus receivers. too much on this. Uh, well, real quick with the quarterback situation, I mean Fitzpatrick, he's serviceable at, at best. Um, he's not he's nothing special yeah. at all, and he's shown that. Especially when Foster's healthy and they're running. When Foster has had over 100 yards, Fitzpatrick has, has three games. Fitzpatrick has a total of 499 yards passing. Uh, Is Savage on the radar or not at all? I have him in a rookie league. Not as long as they're still in the hunt for, for being you okay. know, for, in their division, it's not going to happen. So. Okay. What's, what else is going on with those wide receivers? Yeah, Hopkins is a, was a big pickup over the last few weeks, had some nice games. But, God, he's, he's the kind of guy that's just going to frustrate the bejesus out of you he's still, in your starting lineup. But he's still – actually, I don't think so as much because he's – He's becoming the more consistent player now over over Andre Johnson. It's it's weird it, because we kept waiting for the fall off for Andre. When's it ever going to happen? The guy's ageless. It's just never going to fall off. Well, now it's all starting to even out because 
second year in the offense. He understands what he's doing more. You know, Bill O'Brien, well, a new offense, actually. So Bill, Bill O'Brien likes what he has in him, and, and he's, he's trying to feature him. Andre and, and Johnson was probably sulking a little bit this offseason, not working as hard as he could have been when he's going through all the contract, and I'm going to potentially sit. I find it hard that he's sitting, waking up real early and giving the same go that he normal normally would. He's like, ah, screw it. I'm old. I'm tired. Well, Hopkins caught all six of his targets last week for, for 63 yards. Um, if you're if you're looking for explosion factors for him, I don't think there's going to be a 10 catch, 120 yard, 130 yard game with two touchdowns. That's not going to happen with him. Uh, but you'll get your touchdowns out of him. You know, I mean, people are going to pay more attention to Andre Johnson, and that's just a fact. Well, that's now, what Andre, he did last year too. He was that long, deep play threat where he scored a couple touchdowns like that, though. Andre has never been a touchdown guy. No. Still to to date, I mean, he. He could go down as one of the best wide receivers of all time. <laughs> Lowest touchdown the, percentage. Yeah, of the best wide receiver of all time who's never caught 10 touchdowns in a, in a season, yeah. ever. I mean, Marshall was working his way towards that until he got to Chicago. Uh, but Marshall is obviously an absolute stud at this point. Uh, Johnson, hey, they're looking to Hopkins when it comes to getting the touchdowns, and Hopkins is making it happen. Do I think that he's the best wide receiver on the team? No, I still think that Andre is probably better, better route runner, can catch the ball a little bit better, but Hopkins is quickly gaining on him, and he has all the confidence in the world from Fitzpatrick. This game could turn out, I know it's Thursday night, and it's a rare thing to see, but it could, could turn into a bit of a shootout. If luck is on and that offense is rolling and they take it to the Texans real quick, they could start They could start having to throw the ball, and Hopkins and Andre could have a good game. Nice. All right, well, let's move on to Sunday, October 12th. Um, pretty crazy to think, but doesn't aren't Saturday games going to be coming down the barrel here pretty soon, or is that I think that's is that still, apt in the team? In that well, like the, teams? Okay. Uh, second uh, last, I think okay. the second to last week of the season. Wishful thinking, wishful thinking. Hold on, wake <laughs> me up. Wait, where am I? Uh, <laughs> all right, we got Steelers are going to be at the Browns. Let's talk about an awesome, awesome comeback by the Browns. Right when you thought after the first quarter, you're like. What's up, Johnny Football? I know I've got him stashed on a short bench in a league that re- rewards for some stuff. Not even a rookie league. Uh, I dumped him tonight, but um, yeah. he, he was, I was fired up. You're like, oh, they're, he's, they're, they got to give him a chance after this kind of blowout. Wow, came back Hoyer, Johnny Coming Football. Unless Hoyer gets hurt, will not get a, will not get any starts this year. Three of the five games, fourth quarter comeback yeah. or overtime wins, and this year you got to be loving that team. Dude, I, I, I see no Team reason of in the destiny. World. I see no reason in the world whatsoever to switch to Manziel. They should None. trade him to uh, Dallas. <laughs> trade Manziel to Dallas. Get, get it, lion's share. You just give him a call and be like, yeah, remember how pissed you've been since the draft? Let's ease that. Let's trade right now, and you'll have your guy, and next year I'll have a lot of your draft picks. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's one of those shows that's coming like up Johnny on 30 Football 30. Snickers commercial? <laughs> no. <laughs> and they saw today that during when, during that blowout, Johnny Football was laughing and joking with the other uh, rookie uh, quarterback, and he's getting flack obviously because the camera's always on Johnny Football, and they're like chuckling when they were down what twenty one nothing or twenty one three or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what happens uh, for the running backs? Obviously, there's just a cluster going on there. Does between West, uh, Crowell, or Tate? Is is there any? Is there it's, any? What happens? Here? It's Tate. I mean, he had a great game. He had, a, he had an awesome game. Twenty-two carries, one hundred twenty-three yards. Uh, you know, he, 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 one catch, negative two. But he's he's the main running back there. The only problem with Tate, this was always what we said. When he's there, he's going to be the guy. 
The question is going to be who's going to be the guy behind. Did him? we know that a week ago though? Were you worried about him or when we, I don't remember we were, well, what don't we were really said about him. I, I was worried about Tate coming back, and I thought I thought he would only get about seven to ten carries. Yeah, to okay. be honest. and that's what, that's what I thought too. So but you know how it is. It's one of those feel things. If you you got a guy that you're, you're bringing back off an injury, but he comes in and he looks good. Is that the reason, well, though, that I'm nervous about him right now? Where it's like, could Terrence West roll off an awesome 24-yard run on a, in the second series of the game, and then all of a sudden it's his day? Or not at all. It's a Tate show. I, while, I, while healthy. No, I think as long as, as Tate's healthy, healthy, it's going to be the Tate show. Right, okay. until he breaks down again. Until which he is, breaks down it, again, which will happen. Because he runs so aggressively, it's just it's bound to happen. I, I gave him a 75% chance of making it two more games. He's got one more game. There's, I mean, he'll, he'll make it. I think he'll make it through this next game. But I gave him a fifty percent chance of making it through four. He's going to go down. He's going to need a seat like that Shays Lounge right there within the next three weeks. Pretty much, you know. But when it comes to what happens behind him, uh, they still gave the love to West over Kroll. Uh, and Kroll only had a couple of carries, two carries for like one yard or something like that. Uh, West got West got the uh, the action behind him. But it was it was the Tate show, and it'll be the Tate show again. Um, I expect West to uh, to back him up. Well, and, and, and if you have a deep enough bench, if you're not like one of these uh, leagues that has like a, a four or five person bench, and you can stash West, stash him because he's eventually going to potentially get that role. I again. still think you should be able. You should, should try and stash Kroll too. I think Kroll ends up being the better back of the two. I still I will stand behind my Talent, deep sleeper radar. Yeah, yeah, deep, deep sleeper from five months ago, six months ago. I still believe that this guy can be one of the better running backs in the league if given the chance. Tate will go down again, and it'll be between him and West. And it was starting to slide towards Kroll. But when it comes to a backup role, I think they like West's uh, consistency a little bit better. They're, they know they know what they have a little bit more with him. They tried him out a little bit more, practiced a little more. But anyway, that's that thing. They What's going on with the um, wide receiver situation? I've got Hawkins. He gets like you know, like you're talking about earlier. He gets nine. He gets a lot of targets every week, but. Uh, you know, I like him, uh, but what, what do you think? Is this a guy that, uh, besides P- obviously PPR, he's great. Pl- he's great play, but do you think that he's worth um, a flex spot or a wide receiver three spot or even a, uh, heading forward? Where do you got him on your rankings this week, Doug? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, hey, he's gonna get. Not, I don't need a number. Do you feel good about him? Get a ton of targets. Right. Okay? Yeah, he, he does get a lot of targets, and he does get a lot of targets. There's, there's, you know, no doubt about that. But he's never gonna be a touchdown guy for it. Plain and simple, you know. It seems like, and he was actually a big name three years ago when he first came into it, uh, came into uh, into the league. Travis Benjamin mm-hmm. was a big name coming in the league, um, super duper fast. Ended up being more just like a return guy, um, and never really got a chance at receiver. Uh, got injured a bunch, but now that he's healthy. Holy crap! The, the, the kid's putting up some numbers. And last week, two touchdowns, uh, the game winner, obviously. And it seems like Hoyer likes him. So yeah, he had a touchdown in the opening game uh, of the season as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you also then you get the the emergence of a Taylor Gabriel uh, as well, uh, who is another one of these guys. He's a, a big play receiver. So you know, this is kind of where it's like they're mixing and matching of, of of pieces there. It's hard to really count on any of these guys in fantasy, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's interesting because you look at what uh, Taylor Gabriel has done. He had the four catches for uh, 95 yards, had a 49-yard catch. Uh, you know, against Baltimore, two catches for 81 yards. This is big play guy. This is you know, he's that guy who's, who's taking you down the field looking for the big splash. So, I think 
these guys are really probably only considerable if you're in 16-team leagues or something like that. You know who I've been able to count on on some news feeds, and so have you and so have our listeners? Big time. Bam! Verde! Great work on those, buddy. Proud of you. Keep it up, homie. You in the building? Yeah, I just moved in Monday. Everybody's been real nice. Well, that's because you have big jugs. We we love you, Val. Oh my God, that's a good one. Um, Okay, so what else we got going on here? Let's move on. Uh, Let's go to the Steelers. Let's talk about that side of the ball. And if you got questions, sorry, if you got questions about any of these games, and we breezed through some, we felt like the pace last week on our podcast was really good, and we were told so by a bunch of people, like, hey, great podcast, real good pace, good speed, so we're not going to spend and do the pyro 22 minutes on one game, so we got to brush through uh, too many games, we've kind of pre-tabbed some, some ones we don't think are as important, but if you have any questions, we didn't cover something on the podcast, Feel free to hit us up with a second opinion or go on Facebook and to our page, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. We're always having a great time there and there's a lot of people asking questions there and commenting on stupid shit and great posts that we do uh, that promote, that lead you to our content and all that good stuff. So go there, do that. Twitter I'm not as great at. Anybody who goes to Twitter and gives me a last second question, you're screwed. I'm too busy with other stuff, and I want to go see those games as well. But I have been spending a lot more time on Twitter and, and trying to be better there as well. Go on, guys. What do we got going on in the Steelers game? Uh, Rothies? Rothlisberger? What are we doing? Well, you know, they're coming off a game that you really would have thought they would have had a much better uh, fantasy performance against in Jacksonville. But Jacksonville's defense really kind of stood strong against them. Uh, and, you know, and... Guys had solid performances, but you didn't have any breakthroughs. You know, uh, the one touchdown for, for Roethlisberger. Uh, you didn't get a touchdown for Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, so... None from Antonio. Right, Antonio. Five catches for 84 yards on 12 targets. So you had all that going on, but at the same time, I think things are going to be lining up a little bit better for him this week. Uh, Cleveland's defense, as we saw with uh, Tennessee... What they were able to do passing the ball against them, uh, whether it would be Charlie Whitehurst or whether it would be Jake Locker, uh, leads me to believe that this is going to be a pretty good week for all those guys uh, for Pittsburgh. Yeah, strangely, both Locker and, um, and, and Whitehurst. Both ended up in like the top fifteen. I know because of the rushing touchdown for uh, for, for Locker, Locker. obviously, yeah. and like thirty five yards or whatever. That's, yeah, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, it was Joe, also it was also one of Locker's. We'll talk about that later. It was one of Locker's best games of the year. Yeah, he always <laughs> played half. Yeah. Um, Hayden's beaten up a little bit. Uh, he's never very good against Antonio Brown anyway. Yeah, you said. I remember I, you said that. Yeah, he lit uh, him up last time. Yeah, he yeah, had, absolutely. So I mean. And he's you have a love hate relationship with Hayden. Yeah, I, you know I do. you know a lot. You like him a lot. You know a lot about him. But you have a you. He's a, he's a guy that certainly I you you, you're, you, it's true. you respect him. But you're like he's gonna shit the bed. So that's there good. Because you watch him a lot. Well, there are there are certain games that he, he certain types of players that he doesn't do very well against. Uh, Antonio Brown is the type of player that he's just not very good at covering. Uh, Antonio usually lights him up, and if Hayden does play, which he should play. Uh, I think Antonio has a really nice game. I think Roethlisberger comes back to have a pretty good game as well. Do I think he's going to be a top five guy this week? No. But uh, he could approach top ten numbers. I'm thinking probably around 12 or so. It's crazy. This is already the second time they're playing each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. It's it's like the first time. There was a deja vu when you said, yeah, he's not great at covering Browns. In a long, long time. Uh, This is the first time they've played each other twice in the first first six weeks. Uh, Le'Veon Bell should have an outstanding game. This is the type of game where, by the way, Le'Veon was just on um, some sports channel, so I'm doing an interview. I think it might have been ESPN. I'm not sure. But he's a great interview. He's a very humble guy who um, respects... Everybody around him respects his teammates, respects his coach, uh, and it really has made a difference, him slimming down. I'll tell you that right now. Him learning the offense completely has also done wonders for him. He is an amazing back who's going to keep getting better and better. I expect him to have a real solid, real nice game against Cleveland. It's good that you say that with the slimming down, because remember when he was coming out, you're a Michigan State guy. He went to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You were like, man, this guy got so much wear and tear in college. Holy cow. And your other thing was, he's big and lumbering. I think he could be okay in the NFL, but he's never going to reel off that big run. He's never going to have that, uh, you know. And so what he's kind of done is, uh, which is true, and what he's kind of done is shedded that shed that weight a little bit, um, and now he's become a more viable, big strike kind of guy. The, the big thing, I it was, it was exactly that you said. Here's a guy that everyone thinks is a power runner. He's not a power runner. He's not. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, when you're but he had to bulk up to become that power runner. You come but he into is the league at six foot one, six foot two, two forty two. Everybody thinks obviously you're a bruiser. You're yeah. somebody who just busts through the middle and yeah. you know to, uh, puts holes through people's guts. But that's not what he does at all. That's not the way he was in Michigan State. He's a very good pass catcher, um, and he, he actually has good moves. Uh, the thing is that he said it in the interview. He's like. I can't tell you the wonders that slimming down did for me. It gave me that extra step, that extra added little oomph to my step that I can break away from people now. And that's what you need in the NFL to be able to, to really succeed. He, it's, it's just going to work wonders for him for the rest of his career, I believe. He's got that great balance and is able to, um, and we'll move on to this next game, but he, he's great at jumping over people. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of times, a bigger, you know, bigger back like that, these DBs, Maybe not the safeties as much. These DVs are scared to tackle the guy. Go They're ahead. just doing the Deion Sanders, like, swing the body at him. He jumps over. He's, oh, like, no, they'll, 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 he's learning the from the best. Yeah, yeah. Look, Aaron, blunt. It's true. It's true. Yeah, they'll, they'll go down to the ground expecting to They ride in the same yeah. car expecting together. Because they, they get high to together. Be, they jump high together. They expect yeah. you to be lowering your so- shoulders and bust through them. So DBs and even some linebackers will go down to try and take out your legs. That's why Blount and somebody like a bell will jump right over. He was good at that in college, so he is. Yep. He's, he, it's not a new, a new found no, skill not set. not a new thing for him. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next oh, game. Oh, and they also showed a video of him. He can do insane dunks. He loves basketball, loves it to death. He couldn't stop talking about it. They showed clips of him dunking and doing, throwing it off the backboard and doing free. Was it lowered? Was it Manziel style? No, no, dude. <laughs> this was this was full on full. I love it. Been, it might have been thirteen or fourteen. That's anti. Now. That's that's reverse racism. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the pa- Patriots at the Bills. Uh, we know Tom Brady has a pretty good time playing against the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady is a guy that was in fantasy purgatory heading into last week. I actually picked him up in a league because he got dropped. And I was like, you know what? I still am not done with this guy. I think he can still be good. And now he's going to get his game of games, or at least his opponent's opponents. Obviously, the Bills are a little bit better than they have been over the course of the last eight-ish years that Brady's been just able to light him up. But 
He has really phenomenal eight-ish games. Eight-ish years? Eight-ish years? Eight-ish. Well, 24 been, games. He's against played against him for 10 years, but eight-ish years he's been worthy of dominant. 22-2. and two. Yeah. Is his record against them. I went. I remember one time when me and my, my buddy that I have, a, uh, a, we partner on a team together, we were watching uh, the second half games, or the, set, the late games, and it was like a crappy game. It was that snowball, and we had Tom Brady, and we were going to play basketball and work out at the gym. We went to the gym, he had zero touchdowns in that snowball. We walked out, he had seven touchdowns. We're like, what? Or maybe it was six. It was six. It was six. We're like, oh my God, how did that happen? He that had- was against the Bills. He has, uh, I, I think, I can't remember who the other team in his division is that he's got 43 touchdowns against. Against the Bills, he has 54 touchdowns in his career against them. Miami. Miami, okay. Yeah. He, th- you think about that disparity. He loves playing against the Bills. Yeah. So, what else well, is going on in this, in, 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 in this another game? Another thing real quick about Brady. Couple, no couple way. You, would, you couldn't I, let I, a Brady did you see? pass. Did you see <laughs> the picture he threw up on Facebook? No, no, no. He th- he threw up a picture after the win. Um, he threw up a picture. It was after the game, whatever. He had gotten dressed and everything, and he looks <laughs> he looks like the biggest frat dork you've ever seen in your entire life. Like this, you know, with his, his mouth wide open, his eyes bright and stuff, holding up his hands like we win. Thank you very much for supporting us. It was, you know, it's been tough a little bit right now, but it's on to Buffalo. Thanks for the support. Holy cow, did he look like a tool? But I think I'm, he does that on purpose. Well, I don't know. But I think he does that on purpose because he also on his Facebook puts that picture of him like this where they, where they blow him off on the high fives. Like, he puts that up. He makes fun of himself to a degree. But here, here I, did, I think he's a, he is a frat dork putz. I mean, let's be honest. Great football <laughs> player. Michigan, I, 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 I actually am a big fan of him in his career. But at the end of the day, this guy is, is, is he, silver spoon. Great athlete, deserves everything he got, but you wouldn't want to hang out with this guy in a million years. Great show, by the way, Silver Spoons. His what? A great one. His <laughs> wife, on the other hand. I was just talking about Silver Spoons with somebody else, uh, you know, earlier today. I was like, I, that's weird. That that you know who was on Silver Spoons when he was super young? Leonardo. 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 Yep. DiCaprio. Brad Pitt. Really? Was no it? shit. Yeah, yeah he was on there for a few shows or whatever. Got to start. Uh, you sure you're not something? thinking about? Uh, not about, kidding. You're not. You're sure you're not thinking about the guy uh, uh, Clooney and being on Facts of Life? <laughs> 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 he was on every TV show in the eighties. Yeah, he was. Clooney. No, it, it was. Brad Clooney, was Clooney rubbed one out to hey, Clooney all the time. Do want to give my congrats, <laughs> and I don't do this often, but congrats to uh, to Tom Brady for being the fifth quarterback ever. I think it was. To throw for 50,000 50, yeah. yards? Yeah. Like is that with one team or in, 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 in the No, in, in, ever. In, ever. So there was a, then there must have been a miss. I got a question for you guys. I think it must, and we, we could probably wait to talk about it another time, but I'll forget. I saw that Breeze, and it said with one team, but it couldn't have been with one team. He's got 40,000 yards, right? Or is that with one team and the Saints that he has 40,000 already? I don't. Does Breeze? What's Breeze's career I'll, passing I'll, yards? I will tell you. Because it said on on CBS or the the other one uh, Fox, it said Drew Breeze becomes first player, maybe second player ever in his career. Drew he Breeze has, has four, fifty-two thousand four six hundred forty thousand with the Saints. He has forty thousand just with the Saints, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's not a mis- That is insane. In nine years. 40,000 with the Saints in just nine years. He's been in the league since 2001. So, yeah. Nine years, 40,000. 
He's averaged since he's been with the Saints. He's averaged three hundred and five yards a game passing. So, so how many years? How many years? Se- how many yards a season is that? Uh, it's almost five thousand. Just under. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have a calculator in front of me. Yeah, uh, doesn't matter. But that's <laughs> insane. Okay, you're the so math guy. You gotta give yeah. it to him. Go. No, I was, was, was listening to what you were saying. Nine years. Like how many? How many was the average for a season? Nine thousand. Uh, nine years, forty thousand. It's what. Forty-five hundred. Yeah, a little under. Yeah, under forty-five hundred. All right, let's move on. Sorry, I didn't mean to mess that up. But let's let's talk about. Well, let me let me bring up. Here's the thing about the the, the one bang. Let's get through this game in about four minutes. Okay, but here was here was the benefit for Tom Brady. It wasn't that any of the receivers emerged and and did anything in this game. They didn't. Tim Wright emerged, but the other big and Gronkowski emerged. But the biggest factor why any of them emerged is. The offensive line finally decided to block somebody and to give Tom Brady more than 1.2 seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. And if you give him time, he's going to be able to hit these guys and play over the routes. Right. But this is this has been part of the problem. They traded away Long and Makins, okay? So now they've been paying for it and they've been trying to figure out during all these games what, what the hell they have to do yeah, to shore sure. up their line. Well, after all the comments of we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati, he figured it out. And as long well, as look who got the game, like you said. Right. The guy they traded Mankins right. for. So there was something in there like, Brady's pissed. We traded away our best offensive lineman for this guy. All right. We'll get these guys mad on the O-line to protect them a little more. But we got to get this guy in there. We got to get some, some play for Wright to make it all yeah, right. What, what in the world would you trade away when one of your, if not your best offensive lineman for somebody and not use the guy? Right. Okay. But another factor is that they finally got Aaron Dobson involved. A little bit. And obviously, he didn't. He didn't play all that much, but he stretches a defense a little bit. They had nobody else to stretch a defense. They just let go of Kemberl Tompkins. Kemberl Tompkins is gone, picked up by the Raiders, of course. Yeah. But I mean, he's gone. So they're going to get Dobbs involved. They're going to stretch the field a little bit. They're going to go back to a game plan that works for them. I don't know what the fuck they were. Sorry, my language. I don't know what the hell they were doing. A, a, a couple of bombs are great, dog. Well, we again, expect I, them. I really right. think it was figuring out. But look what they also did. Because that line, I just want to emphasize this line. Look what they did for the running game in this one. Mm-hmm. Ridley had a, a 113 yards. Vereen was ridiculous. 10 yards a carry is 90 yards. That's, they were opening gigantic was, holes against not a cupcake defense. Exactly. That's the point. If scheme and all that, and that they have got things figured out on that end, now all these guys on offense become more viable and fancy. Now, question I got for you: With you're saying there's an emergence of a Dobson. Uh, we, we really like his talent. Obviously, he's been there's been a lot of negative connotations and, and mentions of him in the press over the last couple of weeks. They all say, "Hey, this isn't true." But with LaFell's game last week, and he actually had a really, really nice game. Probably his best game as a pro, I'd say. Definitely his best game, his only good game as a, as a Patriot. What happens now if you're saying that Dobson's back and LaFell's there? Is it just Amendola's kick to the curb? Obviously, they dropped Kembrell. What happens with those two? Are they is, is LaFell a non-star? Do you want to start I'll, Dobson? I'll, well, I'll, I'll ask you this: Did they win the game that LaFell kicked ass in? No. Did they win the game last week when LaFell did nothing? Yeah. There you go. Period. I think that they went. They finally figured out a game plan that's going to work with the town with what they have on their team. I don't think that they quite knew exactly what they were doing because there's so much different type of talent right now. Everybody that they that Brady used to be able to depend on was gone. Gronk was still just getting back into the flow of things. They have a whole new tight end in in right where they don't know exactly what he can do. Uh, Amendola's banged up as usual, and and uh, Edelman gets his five yards a catch, which is ridiculous. 
Uh, get Dobson in there, stretch the field a little bit, use Verena on the backfield the correct way, get Ridley punching that ball through there, throw it to LaFell every once in a while, and pick up, you know, 8 to 10 yards, and that's fine. That's what they're going to do from here on out. Bill's side of the ball. That's what we're going to get to real quick here. Fred Jackson is the one you're going to want out of the backfield in this one. Fred had two great games against them last year. I expect him to have a good game against them again this year. He knows how to run against them. They're going to game plan against them, uh, game plan for it this year. Uh, this year again, Spiller, I, uh, he had a decent game in the final game of the season, but the Patriots weren't uh, really playing all that that tough against them. Um, I expect it to be uh, the Fred Jackson show in this one. Kyle Orton, nice work. Uh, getting a win in uh, against uh, Detroit. Watch out for the lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, that was crap. Holy crap! Uh, but hey, only he, in he, Detroit. He, Come on, people. He can control it. Sammy Watkins. Wow, did you see one of that one catch where he yeah, had Bob would bring it back to himself and stuff? That was awesome. But he's going to get worked in there. Uh, it's going to be a nice game for him, if you ask me. I, I think this is going to be a closer game. It's going to be tough to run on the Bills. They have the third best run defense in the league right now. I don't expect Ridley to have all that great of a game. I, I could see it being a little bit more Vereen coming out of the backfield, uh, catching passes in this one. Nice. Which is also uh, why Brady always has a good game against them. Yes. All right, let's move on to uh, Panthers are going to be at Bengals. Sorry, guys, we did it to ourselves. But the next two games, we have two minutes apiece. Well, okay, let me three minutes apiece. Okay. Let, let, we need let, to get caught up. All right, let me let me let me take this one here then for for okay. uh, go for it. Panthers and the Bengals. So uh, definitely, when it when it comes to uh, Cam Newton, you're not going to want to play him in this game. It's 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 atrocious. What the Cincinnati Bengals have done to quarterbacks at home is in two games, they've only given up 17 points. Uh, they shut down Matt Ryan. They've given up only like, it was like 389 yards passing against them. It's not good. So Cam Newton, he's still not able to run, um, so you're not going to go there. Then you look at the fact that they don't know, you know, Darren Reeves, if any of these other running backs are even able to play, this is not a defense that you're going to run against. So... The one guy that, that you, you think has potential is, um, is is Calvin Benjamin, but you saw what the rookie for the Bears, Kyle Fuller, did against him last week. Now this is going to be kind of like a blueprint. You're going to get a guy who's probably going to be shadowing him all game here. It's going to be Leon Hall. So I have a feeling that it's going to be a tough game for him as well. Uh, on the flip side of it, you look at Cincinnati, and you know look what Matt Forte was able to do uh, against this Carolina defense. And if you don't think that, especially coming off that horrible loss to New England, and they're coming home, uh, that it's not going to be you're going to see a lot better of a showing from Gio Bernard, and also probably uh, as well from uh, Jeremy Hill. Uh, expect it. I don't know. I, I don't know if you can tell me, dog, what the status is on uh, Marvin Jones because uh, I know that he had. Guy finally about to come back. I mean, he suffers another injury that has nothing to do with his injury that he was out for. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could tell you at this exact moment, but until they practice tomorrow, uh, I don't know exactly. My guess is that he'll probably get in. He'll probably ch- ch- try and practice. He'll probably be limited on Wednesday. Probably limited on Thursday. Friday will be the big telltale. Can he actually uh, p- practice? Uh, a full practice. If he doesn't get a full practice in, I don't know if they need him to play, right. so they might not play. Right. And so, what do you like throughout for the season, though, moving forward? Do you like uh, Sanu or do you like a, a Jones? I, I think once Jones gets back healthy, it's going to be a toss up each and every game between those two. Sanu has uh, proven to be just fine. He's proven to be a great complimentary receiver uh, to, to AJ Green. 
but it's going to be on a weekly basis which one is it going to well, be. And the only reason for that is because I think that Marvin Jones is going to be your more traditional, better receiver uh, because, you know, and he's also his, his uh, propensity for getting touchdowns in the red zone. But Sanu is that guy that they just find unique ways to get him the ball. He has the ability to throw touchdowns for you, which he still scored points for in fantasy. So he puts up points all over the place, too. So, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with Dog on that assessment. Yeah. And in this game, too, A.J. Green, obviously this guy's a must-start all the time. So. But he's, I was looking. Have you seen how many targets A.J. Green's got on the season? Uh, it's under 20, dude. I think he's got 18 targets on the season. Or maybe it's under 30, it's 28. But they also had a bye week, so, you know. Okay, that, 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 okay. So, but that's still. Am I wrong? How many targets does this guy have on the season? He's got, yeah, well. 18 or 28? You know, it's, it's 25. He missed most of that one right, game, had, right. if you remember. He went out, like, after, like, just a few he's plays. I guess that's right. That was from last. Okay, that was last week's target piece. I remember looking at that. So that was Stags' party's last uh, week. He had 18 targets through four weeks. So that's pretty crazy. When a guy, I, I think right now, um, you know, Andrew Hawkins has 39 targets. When well, you think of A.J. Green. But here's what's and, crazy. In 25, and he got 39 for an Andrew Hawkins. I'm just saying. You know, they, we got, like they got blown out last week, and he, he's, he only had seven targets last week. But he actually had one of his better games. Because <laughs> before, he's been getting like 12 targets and only getting like five catches or six catches. Though this time, he got five catches, and he had uh, the touchdown along with 80, 81 yards. So, uh, you know. Well, more, the more Patriots effective. also had the best pass defense going into the game. Right, well, he was also going up against Daryl Revis. So, yeah. I mean, that so was that's pretty good, that's a pretty good game that he said, had against him. Did we go through that whole team? Or yeah, we're done. Real man. quick, I, I do I want to say that Bernard, as you saw last week, what Forte did to them, he didn't do it so much on the ground, it was through the air. And that's exactly where Bernard is going to win it for. Yeah, so, yes, I'm done with that game. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Bad period. There we go. All right, let's go to the Jaguars at the Texans. Dogmatics. Titans. Jaguars oh, sorry, Titans. Titans. My bad, my bad. Titans. Jaguars, Titans. Um, Remember. Wow, it's uh, a real fun one. Uh, you got Blake Bortles, who is, I think, on the up and up. I think he had a, a, obviously, he had a nice game two games ago, but you figured a little bit of a drop-off, and it was a nice big drop-off for him. It was, it was a very tough game for him last week. Uh, but I think he comes in this one. I, I don't think he plays too bad. Uh, the Tennessee Titans defense is beaten up right now. Uh, they have another injury in, in the defensive backfield. So I, I think he'll have a pretty decent game thrown around out there. Herms drops every single every other ball, it, looks, it seems like. But they're still going to play him. Marquise Lee isn't going to be back. I don't see Shorts coming back either. Neither one will be back. So it's going to be Robinson, Allen Robinson and, uh, and Allen Hearns out there. Catching balls, you'll get a Mike Brown thrown in there every once in a while here and there. What's interesting is the backfield. Gerhardt got hurt, um, which is why he only got like uh, like a, a, just a couple touches, a few touches. He only played on 10 of 51 snaps or something like that. But who emerged a little bit was my guy, Storm Johnson. Uh, that guy was that's my guy. guy. No, that's that guy. guy. We guy. can't have them all. Yeah, that guy's my guy, that not is, your guy. Well, I no, that's my guy. You can't have it. I drafted can't him. Have it. Can't have it. My no, guy. I, Can't call him off. That's my guy. I got I two argue, guys. I argued with D-Rex about this when I was doing my rookie piece. That's my guy. the whole thing together. And he's this, shit. This, I don't yeah, agree. He's not that great. If it was your he's guy, how did I get him in, in the A-League in the final no, no, round no, no. and you it's, never it's drafted about, it's, I didn't it's, about, it's about, it's about guy he called this guy. guy. Logan Thomas, baby. Yeah. He's playing. He might be starting this Logan Thomas. Quarterback. That's fine. And I'll give you Storm Johnson. He has Storm Johnson because he was talking about what he was I will say this. And our listeners know. 
They might not know. But you can't say every guy's your guy, and you do. I do you say do. A, a lot you of do. guys are my you guy, do. though. But no, I'll give you, you but, sure. But there's some guys that you call all of them your guys because you did a lot of stuff that we use to find other guys from you. So you are like the seed. So you just think they're all your guys. But at the end of the day, you can't be Don Carleone on everything. Every guy can't be yours. All right. I can't fly. <laughs> but... Uh, so let, so go on, uh, do do your thing here, and then let's get to the next game. Uh, I mean, your boobs are huge. I, I listen. Storm Johnson uh, is going to start to take over because Gerhardt's a piece of shit. I think we all kind of knew that uh, Gerhardt was a piece of shit. Um, seemed like nobody else knew though, because everybody kept putting him up in the rankings and stuff. Dude, he's just not very good. He's a big white blob out there, and that's that's all he's ever been. So it's going to be Storm Johnson going forward. I still think Denard Robinson gets a play in there. Uh, that's pretty much Clay Harbor's actually done a fine job at the tight end spot. He'll probably get a few more passes coming this way, uh, his way this game. Tennessee's terrible at guarding the tight ends, so uh, he'll he'll get some play. Going on to Tennessee side of the I'll ball. I'll just real quick. I'll just say the, the only guy that I I like the potential of is Allen Robinson. Uh, again, he, him and Hearns are the main guys, but as you said, Hearns drops everything. Robinson has more potential. He's getting double-digit targets in every game, and as that chemistry develops between yeah, him and fellow rookie um, uh, uh, Lee, uh, no, 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 uh, Blake Bortles, that chemistry right. is is going to continue to develop as they continue playing while Lee is on the, the bench. Doesn't do him any good. Well, that's another thing. Uh, Bortles and Storm Johnson played together, in, yeah, college, played together right. in college. Which makes uh, everything over, the transition to those two playing together a lot easier. Here's the one thing I'll say, and this is the one thing we got to do. It goes back to the power and numbers piece. Temper. We, we talk about all. We can talk about all those guys that are on the Jaguars. Not many points scored. So just yeah. know that it, don't get too excited about any of these guys. While we're talking about, we talk about a lot of players, and then sometimes we recognize afterwards with some of the things. You guys were so high on him. It's like, yeah, we're talking about people we're high on, but we 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 don't want you to start reaching for guys. If we were talking about Storm Johnson right now, and I love the way in some of your pickup piece, you're like at the end, Houdini will do a great job saying, "All right, I had to put him here. He's part of this week's pickups, but that doesn't mean that you drop Pierre Thomas right now and you pick him up." And, uh, and, and you know, and I will tell you, as much as I just blew up about Storm Johnson, I haven't done my thirties in the rankings. Yeah, and just that's so exactly. <laughs> so when you're okay. listening, we get fired up about people because we love fantasy football. But also, temper your expectations. The power numbers—they're a low-scoring team. You need to score points in NFL games to get points in fantasy football. All right, let's go to the Packers, the Dolphins. Well, real quick, with, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Tennessee. I, I, I feel like I'm not sure if Jake Locker's going to play, but I think he will. Um, it turned out the injury wasn't all that bad. Uh, so I, I think that Locker yeah, will get back in there. I know they're talking about getting Mettenberger maybe in there. I know that that's going to be a possibility really soon. But it seemed like Whitehurst actually had a pretty decent game. I mean, it, at least for a little bit. Then he turned back into Whitehurst yeah. actually towards the end. Whitehurst is like a, he's like a playboy out in uh, Tennessee. He's like on cover of a magazine. He's like the best looking guy in all of Nashville. And they love him. He's it's a sex he, symbol. It, he fits in really well. It's kind of like... Val Verde and Pyro Circles. Let me. I got to. I got to think because the thing that I, everyone always asks, or keep asking us about Bishop Sankey and, and what's going on here. And here's the problem. It's it's who was the guy last year that I was the coach that I could not stand? Was it Chiano? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and there's, yeah. there's a couple coaches that were just doing stupid things. Like you have talent. Like it was what he was doing with Daryl Rivas, Daryl Rivas. There was a couple other ones where it's like uh, there was another offensive coach last year that was really pissing me off. I can't remember off the top of my head or not. Wizard Hunt's at the top of my list right now. What are you doing? If you want to find out if the kid can play, then give him the bulk of the carries. You, you don't don't say, oh, we're going to give the guy work, and then you give him eight carries in the game. You know, especially when you were way up in the game, you you had every opportunity, and 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 you're splitting carries between him and and, uh, and Sean Green. Green, and you're throwing in him a cluster here and there. You're, you're taking them out, and so how do you know if, if running backs are, are? We know you're not drafting them anymore in the first round. You're, you you don't expect that they're going to last for five to seven, eight, nine, ten years. Not picking up any more Frank Gore's, you know, and you don't expect to. So. You run into the ground. Run them into the ground. Run them into the ground starting right away. Right. <laughs> don't Here. wait to run it into the ground. I, 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 I'll tell you. I, 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 I think it starts this week. It, well, I do. It better because. It, Where would Tina Turner be right now if she'd rolled over and said, "Hit me again, Ike, and put some stank on it." Yes. <laughs> they better. Did he call her Tina or Tina? Tennessee with uh, with Ken Wiz and I. I'll tell you right now that I think this is the week. <laughs> this is the week that Sankey gets going. You're gonna you're gonna get him going at home, where he feels maybe a little more comfortable, a little more love. You're gonna get him going against a, a Jaguars defense that is beatable in every facet of the game. Their run defense isn't terrible, I'll tell you that, but I st- you can still beat them. Um, I think I think that this is the one you lost last week, starting Sean Green and using him too much and not using Sankey oh, enough. Okay. You gotta get to a point where we gotta win games. To, for me to keep my fucking job. Well, then hold on. Then here's, the, here's the question that we talk about that fans are interested when we have a dilemma I want my team. So I want I want your response to what I do because Sankey is in this in this situation. In my 16-team league, I got this super flex position that I can fill with Torrey Smith, uh, that I can fill with Jeremy Hill, Jarek McKinnon, Bishop Sankey. Who do I start? Wow. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, that's that's not an easy one. Uh, th- th- this week, t- I, listen, Torrey Smith's going to be a, a pretty decent play going up against Tampa. All right, they're they're going up against one of the worst passes. This is who I currently entire. that is who I currently have in my lineup. Right yeah, now. He, they're going up against one of the worst passes. Who'd league. you say? Uh, Torrey Smith. Torrey, Torrey Smith. Smith. I know it's it's tough because everybody's been. Well, okay. Keeping him and so let's say, let's say, and let's say Torrey Smith's out that. of the equation. So then, for the people out there who are in the conundrum, that's the mantra of Torrey because, Smith. Because this is, is yeah, because this much. is the thing. A lot of the people who are out there and are on the waiver wire, uh, or, or like me, you know, who have all these rookies in these dynasty leagues. Well, here you go: Jeremy Hill, Jarek McKinnon, and Bishop Sankey. These guys are all probably right about the same in your rankings, or close to it. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, they are. So um, I'll tell you right now that I, because I do believe that this is the week that they get Sankey going. Um, I believe Sankey gets a touchdown, first of all, which I think is a big thing. That's big. Yeah, obviously, it's a big thing in fantasy. You get that touchdown, that's 60 yards right there. For well, yeah, if you, if you give if him a touchdown, get, I put him over Jarek McKinnon then. I would agree. Uh, Jeremy Hill, I think, always has a potential for a potential touchdown Potential for a well. touchdown, and this is a good week for him to possibly get a touchdown mm-hmm. as well. Um, obviously, like we, like we were talking about, I think it's going to be more of passing against that Carolina defense um, that you're going to get uh, Gio Bernard going a little bit more. So I think that Jeremy Hill would, uh, he'll get some, but I, I think that Sankey might be your call this week. Okay. No joke. All right. I like it. 
Let's move on. We got a question in there too, so that's cool. Make, uh, bring up the questions that we, we were going to ask some other people. Uh, do, no rush. I'm going to give a little pyro promo right now. Done it the last two weeks. Did you uh, email that to me or I think you texted it to me? No, I email, emailed it. Okay. Email. Uh, going to do a pyro promo right here, right now. Done it the past couple weeks. I want you guys, uh, and you guys have listened. So first off, I want to say thanks. I've given you the, uh, hey, we need some reviews and we need some uh, help on some... Uh, Comments and feedback on iTunes for our podcast. Please do so. iTunes gonna go. You're gonna go to Pyromania. You're gonna look for Fantasy Football Fire, uh, or you can just go. Thank God to you guys because you guys have been doing some reviews. Now you can just do Fantasy Football, and we're in that first row of of of, of podcasts, which is why we want you to do this. Go and give us a review if you haven't. And you listen to the show, which is a lot of you. We have. By the, by the time I wake up after I post the podcast at 2 in the morning, by the time I wake up, we've had 800 listens. You know how many, how many, how many reviews we have? 37. So, that's a big discrepancy. A lot of you guys love us and listen to us. Can't wait to hear it again. And we love doing this for you. And we love you. You're pyromaniacs. Do us a favor. Get us better standing. Help us out with, on the iTunes and get more... Uh, Earballs, as I like to call them, on our podcast. Give a review. If you hate my guts, you hate any of our guts, screw it. Fuck it. Fuck with us. Give us a one. But just for giving it a review. Yes, set us free. But at the end of the day, I appreciate we noticed that there has been a lot of reviews done recently. And the one reason why we needed this, and this is that we had a consultant podcast guy come on and help us out with this a little bit. We weren't in the directory main list of fantasy football podcasts. We're the only ones that do it year-round. You know this. We do at least 52, 53 of these a year, and we weren't in there until this week because <laughs> you guys are giving the reviews. So high-five to all you listeners. Big we need guy. more, though. Like I said, we, we got about 5,000 of you guys that are listening to this thing every week. Every week. Give us a free... We got 37 uh, reviews on iTunes. Hook us up, brother. Hook us up. All right, so let's go to the Packers at the Dolphins. Last Another thing, early lo- game. love Delaney Walker going against the Jags defense that gives it up to the tight end. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, Packers, Dolphins. I think we did a pretty good job. Let's keep the pace going, but uh, we can talk about this game a little bit. We, we, we caught up a bit. We don't have to talk about it all that much. Okay, go nuts. There's a whole lot to talk about. The Packers are rolling right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is on fire, and he will be. He, he's uh, relaxed. He's relaxed. Hey. You only need to throw for 166 yards and three touchdowns to blow out your opponent, and then you can rest the rest of the time. That's fine. And listen, it wasn't a, it wasn't a top 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 notch game, game yeah. for you when it comes to fantasy, but you'll take it. And uh, there perfect, games. perfect quote. Sorry to interrupt you. Was from a listener to in one of our leagues to the opponent Stas. He's like, you got lucky. I mean, they were just blowing them out. You're playing the Vikings. You didn't have a quarterback. So basically, like, it, it, you, you, it was a lack of opponent and a lack of another person that could throw up a bunch of points. Or Rodgers, if he had to push it, like we think maybe he's going to have to more in this game, a lot more fantasy points, a lot more yards, because he'd have to do it. Yeah. They, they were, that game was just a walk in the park. Oh, God. I mean, you're, going to get, you're at home going against a Christian Ponder. It was a, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. So, Short but, week, too, for him. Yeah. yeah. So anyway... Um, Going back to it, the, the receivers, I believe, are going to put up some decent points. Obviously, Jordy Nelson's on fire. Uh, 
Miami did get a safety back this week, so it's uh, and he's a good run stuffer. So it's going to be. I, I don't say that. I think that Lacey's going to have another good game. I think that he's finally found his niche. He's found his his role, his rhythm a little bit. Um, like he was obviously having some problems early in the year, but I think he's found his role and his, his rhythm a little bit more. So I think he's going to be right there around the top ten again this week. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, you know. It's good. It was good to see it, you know. And you, and and it was the benefit too is that it was a short week for him after all the 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 the, the horrible play. He hadn't had more than fifty yards in any game. And he had over fifty yards in the first quarter. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I think it was Miami, over 50 yards in the first two runs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know Miami's wow. got a, a decent defense, but he should be able to to exploit them and to, to be able to push them for big runs because now with with the development too, you know, again Jordy Nelson being as dominant as he's being, Randall Cobb, his game is 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 going to another level. Amazingly, that Devonta Adams is still out there as a free agent uh, in, in many mm-hmm. leagues. Most is, is surprising to me. I think it's like he's hardly owned. It's like it's, like the, 10%. it's the listeners that haven't listened to us. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll make the last. I'll make the last. To talk in, about I'll import yeah. the last time as I put it in my, on my waiver wire again. Is, is is you go look at what look at what he's done. It was only one catch for eleven yards, but it was a touchdown. He's now the third receiver in this bunch. Jordy Nelson is not hiding from anybody anymore. Every yeah, defense Jordan is going to be one catch last week too. Scored you twenty one points in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Sixty six yards touchdown. Uh, so. But Jordy's going to get all the attention, and so that's fine. You know, when that happens, then things are going to roll. And this guy's—he's not necessarily. It's, it's if you're in a, a 12 team, a 14 team league, you better be grabbing this guy because here's a guy that you can throw in in that flex spot or that that as we talk about that that uh, big score point for the last uh, wide receiver three or or your deeper flex position. There's going to be a couple games where he's going to score 20 some odd points. Oh, for sure, for sure. Let's go uh, on to the Dolphins. Yeah, going on to the Dolphins. Um, so it looks like Moreno's going to be back. You know, the, the guy was talking. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. This week playing? This week playing. Uh, I know. It's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. Lamar. Lamar. Dude, he was literally made saying. Made a trade for him. I, need, I, need, I thought I was getting a couple more weeks than this. He was yeah, literally saying last week, yeah, I'm taking four more weeks. Four more weeks. He was thinking that, it, it, you know, two weeks ago he was saying, I'm going to be back earlier than you guys think. I'm going to be back week eight. And then last week he's like, oh, I don't know, I think it'll probably be week ten. Now, all of a sudden, he's practicing, he's looking good, and he's practicing in every facet, no, no limitations, and it looks like he's going to be back this week. So that's a big bummer for Lamar Miller owners, obviously. Right here, I think they'll ease happy. him in a little bit. I don't think they're going to run right to him and give him the you know the big touches over Lamar. Although Lamar has not been getting a ton of touches either. It's not like he's been, you know in his singular role as oh, that, the, the lead dog. That's why it's he's only been getting twelve to fifteen touches a game. He's been making the most of them. He's been kicking ass. But now that uh, Moreno's back, I, it's tough to predict exactly what's going to happen there. Thank God for both of them that Green Bay is pretty easy to run against. They're not the greatest uh, run defense. They've done pretty decent this year. Uh, I'll say that. But Raji's obviously gone. Um, it's not going to uh, Matthews has been dinged up a bit. It's not going to be all that tough, especially when you're at home in Miami, which is going probably going to be good weather, as, as you well know. Having a good week and a half now to a game plan, Miami should come out and do pretty well. They had the bye last week. But... Green Bay was on Thursday night, so they've had the extra time to game plan as well. True, but 
they're well, also the type of team that'll give you a couple days to go take a vacation. Yeah, for sure. You get the a fuck out of Green Mon- Bay. Mon- He's like Rogers. Go get go get some mun pie. Make yeah, it happen. The bye go to LA. Too, the bye week, you know, it's just a matter of the, the, co- the, the coaches. Don't go to moon pie. Go get yeah. a mun. The coaches never pie. take any time off. The players <laughs> should always take time off. The, co- the coaches have each had enough time to game plan. The coaches want it too. The coaches are like totally going to Hilton Head. <laughs> it's not all about them. They got they got this. These are not these are not college coaches. These are professional coaches. It's not Steve Spurrier and Nick Saban who are back in college. Sorry, because I'm they you right now. they took off the bye week. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. I agree. Here's one thing I'll ask you. I've got uh, on by, and this will be my last question for me personally. But it's all I have about on you. By. It's all about yeah. you. I have on by. <laughs> hey, people like this. They said you agreed. Uh, <laughs> you agreed. Well, I got Bree- I got Breeze on by, so I got to play. I got Tannehill as my backup in the league. What do you think Tannehill is going to do in this game? Uh, I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's going to be outstanding. I was uh, hoping, wishfully thinking, uh, shoot up. I, 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 I don't see it. I don't see it. You I think want some bad news? The yeah. Packers are only giving up 14.1 points a game to quarterbacks, which is... Uh, yeah, but they haven't right, fit guys, the we got to shut down this podcast. <laughs> i got to hit the waiver wire. <laughs> well, the thing is, David faced I think you might much. need to put him back with the clown in the closet. Honestly. Oh, my God. Clown <laughs> in the closet. Definitely. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll mention that in a little bit. I like it. Go pull up his name because I have side on space. But we'll pull that up in a minute. Go on uh, with your. Uh, sorry to interrupt with your Dolphins. Well, and then I mean, the thing is, is that listen, they, they haven't faced all that much. Russell Wilson did well against the Packers. Uh, to, to be expected, He's two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, 191 yards, uh, about 30 yards rushing. Put up 18 and a half points. That's nice. If Tannehill can do that, that'd be great for you. Geno Smith. Obviously, you're not going to get a whole hell of a lot out of him. But he actually did pretty well. Stafford, they held to nothing, basically. I remember that. But that that was a very strange game. That's an interdivision game. Cutler didn't do uh, did pretty well, but threw for a couple interceptions. Um, I was at Ponder, that game. There a lot of them were on Cutler. Ponder was their makeup game. They didn't let Ponder do anything against him. He did rush for a touchdown at the end. But it's not like the Packers have been holding. Uh, like the toughest quarterbacks in the league to those low points. Yep. The reason why they're down there is because they haven't faced a whole ton of a lot of competition. You know, you got Geno Smith. Considering on the Tannehill almost had his, his job was on the line about ten days ago. Uh, anyway, I'm sticking with them. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Wallace and quickly do a rundown. Dogmatica. Wallace is getting a t- Wallace is getting a ton of targets. He'll get a ton of targets again. He should have a fine game. Will uh, he get the deep pass? I don't know. I don't. You know what? Will, he, will they? Will it ever happen? It can happen against this. What we used to complain about? Oh, he's a one-trick pony. How many times have we said that on the Pyro podcast? Right. Yeah, all he does is go deep. All he does, and then he drops it, and then and now, now, now they're moving around. Give me that trick. Excited, but give me that trick. They did it with Percy Harvin this week. We'll get to that. Sorry to bring yeah, up but that. Yeah, but it can happen this week with Wallace because that can happen against the Packers. It does happen against the Packers, that long uh, that long bomb. So I wouldn't put it past him, but I wouldn't expect it either. Uh, Heartline is not quite what you thought it was. Uh, Clay should yeah, have me, a pretty decent game. Me, give me good news about Clay because I have to start him in three leagues that he's backing up Jimmy Graham. Uh, the, the, the Packers have never been that great against the uh, the tight ends. You should have a pretty decent game with Clay. Uh, he'll have the extra. Give me so good, good news. I need good news. Like, if there's yes. any other player on, on besides Moreno on that team that needed the rest, it was Clay. Yeah. So Clay coming back after a bye week will be real nice. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Let's go on to the next game. Lions at Vikings. I'll just ask a couple questions. One, 
how disheveled and crazy is that backfield for the Lions right now? Um, two, you guys can answer it however you want. Is Bridgewater back? What's going on with the quarterback situation happening there? Other question. Can I, I want to bring up Adrian Peterson because this is the week. Go for it. Tomorrow know, is the day. Tomorrow is the day. When you're listening to this, he'll be in court. But what about, what about his uh, latest uh, thing that came out about his orgy that he had back in 2011? It that, sounds like not a great place to donate your money to. That I, is, I, whatever foundation that was, not going to go to really a good cost. Uh, hey. Listen, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the one. I was the mole. I, was, well, I gave TMZ came to me. I was wondering why you look like you're dressed in a lot of new clothes. Yeah. And all, all hot shotting. I didn't know why he was coming here in a, in a uh, three-piece pinstripe suit, but now I get it. Uh, well, you know, I, actually, I, I just brought him drinks while they were having fun. Anyway, <laughs> Dog Man, I got a question for you. What size shoe do you wear? 11. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Just a question. So every once in a while, getting to know you. So, so the problem with this is that as all these things you. come up with Adrian Peterson, and we'll find out what happens tomorrow, it's looking worse and worse, though, uh, that, he, that he's going to be able to play this year. He needs your legal advice. Stop breaking the law! I mean, right? I was I'm holding on to him in a league. I took him in the first round, obviously. Thought just because the case tomorrow, I thought they were going to speed this thing all in. I was going to get him for the second half of the season. Or contributions going to orgy. I read that this morning. I was like, uh, or yesterday morning. Oh, brother. I, I haven't dropped him yet, but I mean, it's time. There's not a chance this guy's. Well, he's shit. he's gonna he's gonna plead not guilty, and they're gonna ask for a speedy trial and ask for the. Trial date be set for December December tenth. Yeah. So is that, what, is that what they're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Is it first so or tenth? Tenth. Okay. So yeah, that'll that be it. week fourteen or fifteen. So playoff time. Or fucked. I have my my bench and I, I haven't been. Oh, it's this. what if he came back for the championship and came in and had like the biggest game of all time? Like if they crush came up with deal. a plea deal. During right. or bore before the court date. This tomorrow? is a, I, I know this is a sidebar. This is an important uh, question because there's a lot of leagues out there. He's eating up bench for me no, on no, a short no, bench. No, 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 but this is also really important because for anyone that's in dynasty or auction leagues, this is something to think about how you're going to deal with the situation. I have him, and I'm going to drop him. Then if this is the case, if, if it's December 10th, well, screw it. I don't need him eating up uh, two thirds of or you know almost a third of my salary cap, more than a third, he's 70 bucks. So I got to drop him. I want to make up a, a nice pickup this week. If in that league now, it's a it's I would a wait. Game. I would no, wait no, no, until after tomorrow, a, though. This is, no, I would wait. I will. wait until after tomorrow. Oh, no, the, the moves don't go until Wednesday night, Thursday morning, anyway. So I would wait until you I know, know the I know, I know. But okay. the, the the answer is question is for the commissioner in these type of leagues. What do you do when a player like Adrian Peterson, who was like a number one type pick, gets dropped? This is in a dynasty league. And now he's still got these legal proceedings going on. At what you know, there are going to be people who are going to want to bid on him as soon as I drop him for like five bucks, ten bucks, and try to get a steal. Do you allow him to be bid on? Is the question. Mm. Yeah, I think you do, and I think you go ahead. I can't rebid on him again. You can't I'm, I'm precluded from bidding on him for two weeks. I'm a commissioner. I would never allow it to happen. I'd say at this point in time, sorry, star player. He's being held off the market. Until so, all the legal proceedings are done and, and anything else happened. But then the rest of your league's like, sounds great for you. You get to drop them and we can't have them? 
No, I still have to drop them, and I lost. I spent seventy dollars. But on you're gonna. You just said. You're, I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm on your team here. But you just said. You, well, no, you're I, up, I'm not the commissioner. I'm not bucks, the commissioner of the So league. now you get tickets. Oh, okay. The, I'm but not you, the commissioner. Okay. 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 I said that's how I would deal with it. Okay. I would say it's 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 any. Okay. I thought you were player. commissioner of this league, and that is, that would have been a convenience. No, no. I, like, I know. You right? gain seventy bucks. No one else can have them. It's like all right. It's not gaining seventy. I mean, yeah, I gain cap space, but at the same time. I've been hampered by holding on to him for this entire no, no, time. No, of at course. the same time, this is a player that could affect people's fantasy, the entire fantasy playoffs of your league. Are you going to allow that to happen and then people to, to get all pissed well, off then, Why don't you have it so that there's an equal bidding period where they can't bid on him until you can bid on him? Well, no, no, no. The way, uh, who can, I don't care if I can bid on him. I would say this. Uh, the way that I would rule is say... He can't get bid on again until he becomes uh, until we, it's determined what his legal status is, or the NFL reinstates him. At that point in time, me as the dropping team would be precluded from being able to bid on him. I wouldn't be allowed to bid on him. It's tough. I guess. I guess we well, need to move on. But I guess. Right. I guess it, take yourself out of the situation. Say that everything so you're doing. So what I'm saying you're, you're a member of that league. You're an Adrian Peterson owner. Yeah. I'm giving you the relief of allowing you to drop him, which you're allowed to do anyway. But I'm saying. Because of his situation, no one in the league is going to be able to bid on him. But when he does become available, the team that dropped him, you dropped him and you cleared all your space. You just don't get the ability to bid on him. Everyone else does. If well, I, yeah, that's well, tough. I mean, because you're going to have all the salary cap space theoretically anyway. So let's say he's gone for the year. Let's say he actually gets banned from the NFL for life. Then you're laughing at the person who bid on him. Yeah, it's buyer beware. That's well, what no, but that's buyer beware. But, but, but I understand what he's saying. It's six bucks. And it's like someone for, just says for six someone who now is, is, is a you know is a, it, you know it's a stud in fantasy football you know it's interesting but do I do kind of think I don't think you can I don't think you can say I don't think you can say now to be honest I don't think you can say now that if you drop him that no one else can pick him up I've never heard anything like that that's I think, what I, thought I, was I, think I think it's a good way but I think it's a good way to do it but it if you really drop him in this league if the le- rules aren't there already someone can pick him up and someone grab him for six bucks this is a weird year for and that person might get. Written that might have been the worst six bucks ever. Correct. You wouldn't have dropped them. If well, that no, it's, it's, the it's, it's, it's six bucks. is hundred percent worth it every single time. You you throw and that's that why you're, you, you want, throw it away. You, you throw away so twenty bucks at it because yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. I won't throw it away because I have to throw it away because it's seventy bucks. Here you. All right. Well, let's let's talk. Let's talk deeper about the the the, uh, the Lions Vikings game. <laughs> well, we were talking about Adrian Peterson, but we haven't introed this. Okay, so I thought we were yeah. in the middle of it, but we haven't introed it. All right. So All right. <laughs> Lions. At Vikings, go. Uh, George Bell, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's going to be back or not. They he says he I was just thinking about, sorry guys, I was thinking about the order. They haven't completely cleared him yet, and he hasn't practiced yet. We'll see tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, Reggie Bush uh, said it wasn't that bad of an ankle injury, but again, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. Um, Calvin Johnson. That's another one we were talking that, that nobody's mentioned here yet. He's they're gonna sit him. They're gonna sit him. They're, they're, they're gonna sit him. So but that, I, I don't have him in my rankings this week. Has been noted. I've, I've kept him out of the rankings. They're gonna probably sit him this week, maybe even two weeks. Uh, so that's a bummer for for owners, obviously. Uh, that makes Golden Tate obviously all that much more valuable or not. I, that's a tough one to actually uh, compute because he becomes the number one receiver who obviously gets number one attention. So, I mean, it's, he's been very, very good working as number two with Calvin out there, even as a decoy. 
He's been actually very, very good this with is, Calvin as a decoy. I, Without I, him out there as a decoy, I don't know. So this is what I think you're right. This is this is one of those games where I think it's a depressed game in the offense. I think it's not you're not going to see as many fantasy points out of Detroit that you would normally see. Because and if you're a Calvin Johnson owner, you want him to take the, the week off. Just get healthy. You know what? I'm, I would rather know that you're that you're going to be healthy when you come back in two weeks. Um, then to see you go out there every week and give me one or two catches and just be hobbled and, and, and yeah. not be able to do it. So, uh, in that regard, do I really think Tate's going to be able to do it? No. It'll be one of those games where I think Tate probably gets himself 12 to 13 targets and he comes away with like six or seven catches for like 75 yards. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe he gets it a touchdown. It could be four or five catches. It could be that know. too, right. It could still be 75 I, just, yeah. I, I think Detroit wins the game. I just don't think it's pretty. I think it's, it's, it's good enough if they get the job done. Uh, I just don't think that there's any real numbers. I think Joy Bell is the one guy that, if he's healthy, because it was a concussion for him, if he's healthy, he's the guy I like most yeah. in this offense. Now, if you're going to go against that Vikings defense, you're going to want a bruiser. Somebody who can actually run through you, which is what Bell can do. And if he is actually healthy and can do what he does, he's the one who's going to be able to do that. Lacey showed that you can do that, obviously. I do like a Bell over... Over Bush this week, if they both are playing, um, it looks like Bell actually might have a slight bit better chance than Bush does of playing. But either way, I don't see Detroit winning this game. I think Minnesota wins it. Really? I really do. If Calvin Johnson is out and you have a bit of a banged up backfield, I do not like Detroit on the road in this game. They just lost at home to Buffalo. Then again, so did the Bears. True. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but the Bears. Are, don't look great. Bears are what yeah, they thought yeah, we thought they yeah. were. Yeah, but the, I think the Bears have a, a, at least so, a similar offense. All right, well, so, I, no, I, well, not so, better. So let's, no, they're better. So let's flip it. So let's, so let's flip it. Not better than Detroit. Right, well, then let's flip it here. So let's look at Minnesota because you're saying, obviously, what we, we, we were expecting and what would have probably happened had their game not been on Thursday is that Teddy Bridgewater would have played. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to play in this game. Yeah. Uh, that obviously makes a big difference. Um, would they have beaten the Packers? No. No. No chance. That, but the, uh, the point is, he adds a better dimension to that offense. Absolutely. Uh, his ability to scramble and to get outside the pocket just to create more time allows receivers like Cordero Patterson or, other, or Greg Jennings or anyone else to get open out there. Yep. Um, I think that it also helps... You know, we saw you know, and people who may have gone into last week thinking, oh, well, Jarek McKinnon might have a good game going against the Packers. Having Christian Potter in there destroyed that because where Jarek McKinnon is going to be making his effect is, is in the elusiveness, in the, in the screen plays, in the ways you can even use like a little bit of read option and type of stuff with uh, the athletic, you know, just the, the, the ability of him to move around the pocket and be a better passer. Ponder, they don't. He can run. They were just not going to let him run, and they didn't trust him to throw. And they didn't, didn't, they didn't believe that he could throw, and he didn't do it. Well, what happens with Ponder is that he may be a slight bit elusive. I think he's better. He, I think he's more athletic than, than Bridgewater. He may be, but he doesn't have the ability on uh, on a rollout to be he, able to throw. He can't pass on the run. <laughs> he throws off his back foot. He can't he even throw. The, he can't throw he with a jump machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's it, you know what. I, I, Bridgewater is going to be the difference in this game. He's going to be able to get outside that pocket. He's going to be able to make some good throws. And they have great guys, great pass catchers to catch over the middle. They don't need to go deep. They have threats that can go deep. You know, I mean, Coderell can stretch them a bit. And they're going to have to 
let it air out a couple of times. It wouldn't shock me if Patterson actually got a good play deep this well, week. That, a guy I can count on and we can count yeah. on, but sometimes he, he, after he eats a little too many beans, you got to air it out to him, after him as well. Well, barely. Bridgewater, you. I was just going to say, he did throw the ball downfield in that in the game two weeks ago. He was yes, throwing the absolutely. ball downfield. That's the element that you have to have in order for for all the other guys, like the Jerk McKinnons and the, and the underneath game to work. Yeah, and Jerry is right. It's making a name for himself a little bit again. Mm-hmm. i got to say again because he did fine when he was filling in for Percy Harvin last year. Do you I remember? Matt, he, he was catching winning game-winning balls from Favre. Was he? Yeah, that was the guy that had that last... Remember the, the rollout play where Favre got Jarius Wright, like a last-second game-winning catch in the back of the end zone? That was him. Okay. The guy's been on the team. He's obviously a special teamer. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Wright's only been... He's only been in the league a few years. Was it him or was that Jerome Simpson who made that catch? No. Yeah. It might be another Wright. But check it out. Let's right. do it. I, I can check it out. I'll check it out in a second. Okay. Um, what I do like about Jarek McKinnon is that... Listen, Detroit can get to that quarterback. I mean, they do have a, a strong front four. That I mean, they're not the greatest at, at sacking the quarterback, but they can collapse that pocket pretty quick. Uh, McKinnon is going to be a guy you are going to want to dump the ball off to a little bit and maybe get him some plays and some space. Um, I don't see Asiata or Asiata or Asfaka not doing much at all in this game. Ass, not gonna, that, why don't it have been well, better if you needed to swear? Asshata. Asshata. I, I like an ass shotter. His underwear looks like he had his little ass shot in him during the game. So <laughs> the thing that he's, the ass shot is going to be able to do for you is that he might he's going to vulture a touchdown potentially if they get into that red zone inside the five yard line. That's where that's where that's where McKinnon loses his value anyway. So yeah. Anything else we got to say about any of these games? Um, There's a question. Go to that questions that uh, email I sent. Isn't there a Cordero Patterson uh, trade question within there? Uh, yes, there actually is. Okay, let's do All it. Right. What's this guy's name? From uh, J.R. Dominic. Nice. Uh, so, just looking for your... Uh, from Facebook. Facebook. J.R.'s a loyal uh, poster up there. He says, uh, in a keeper dynasty, would you trade Kaepernick to receive Cordero Patterson? Uh, he has Cutler, and he plans on playing him, and uh, he's not desperate for receivers, and it's deep benches, and he wouldn't have to play Patterson if he continues to struggle. It would be strictly a long-term potential move for dynasty purposes. If you want my, I'll, I'll throw yeah, it. Yeah, you got one. Both your opinion quickly, and then let, let's move on. You know? Yes, for me because I'm a guy that's, that's stuck uh, with Kaepernick as a quarterback, and I just every time I watch him, I've decided from now on they're on Monday night. I have no choice, but for, otherwise, I'm just not going to watch this San Francisco game. I'm just going to just see what this what, what's happening with the score and see if it goes up, and be happy by not as we talked about. Don't look at what it, what the product is on the field because I just don't want to watch it. I stayed away from the Niners, my favorite team, incomplete. Zero players across three leagues. Very happy about it. And here's what I'll tell you. This is Dynasty League. Right. Uh, he's not a Dynasty quarterback. No. Kaepernick. No. And Cordero is a Dynasty type guy. Cordero at least for the next four or five guy. years when that growth, especially if Norv Turner stays there. Absolutely. As offensive coordinator. And Bridgewater yeah. grows and, into the yeah. player. Correct. I think we you, think he can be. The, the dynasty potential there well is, is, is for growth year after year after year, three years down the road. Last thing I do want to say about this like game. Jim Kelly and, and, and Andre Reid kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, two completely different players at both positions that you're talking there. No. Yeah, Kel, I, Kelly and Bridgewater are not alike. And, and Reid and, I and Patrick are not alike. But I, I, I do like them. But either way. 
Uh, um, last thing I do want to say about this game, real quick, sorry, is that uh, it wouldn't shock me if Ebron got some really nice love in this game without a Calvin yeah. Johnson there. They're going to have to find some other people. Uh, Jeremy Ross maybe going over the middle. They might get uh, our, our old favorite uh, slot receiver who's been injured every single year of his friggin' life, it seems like. Tears every ACL in his body. He's got an He's ACL back? in his head. He's yeah. back? Oh, absolutely. The Oklahoma boy? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that's possible too, but uh, I do like an Ebron maybe in this game because Minnesota's never been very that uh, Ryan very Royals good. is who you're Yeah, right. Ryan Royals, sorry. Uh, he's never <laughs> been very good against tight ends. So Ebron could get a little love in this one. Fourier is still a little bit hurt, and obviously uh, Pettigrew is not the man. Well, because this game is such a mismatch, we're not going to spend too much time on it. But the second to last of the early games, Broncos at Jets. New York, Peyton Manning, obviously we're excited. Yeah, I'm surprised at how many people sat Demarius Thomas this week. I mean, oh, unbelievable. You, so you, many people. I talked to a buddy of mine, Stavish, and we talked through. He had four great receivers. At the end, I'm like, you can't sit. You can't. How mad like, you're going to be if, if Demarius blows up? You can't sit him. And then Demarius blowing up, I text him, I'm like, nice work. I'm doing it. He's like, I actually, and I, I'm not even kidding to, for sensationalizing, he played Harvin instead of him. Mm. Uh, he's like, I played Harvin. I'm like, dude, because we talked. I was Harvin's, with them. I'm like, you're not. If Harvin blows up, he Harvin's hasn't done scored, anything. Harvin scored three touchdowns yeah. this week. But yeah, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. I'm like, you're not gonna be pissed about that. And he's like, I know. And he had he had uh, Wilson. Yeah. He had Russell Wilson in that league. So he's like, well, at least I'll get those Wilson points. I'm like, you can't sit. You cannot Here's sit to Marys. Here's right. Let me just let's take a quick or side a quick sidebar on that because there's people who've been like going, okay, well. You see it happen more often when they'll bench uh, a running back, right? But running backs, you can kind of get a better read on based on seeing them get all the carries. And, and, and if they're not doing anything with 20 carries a game for three games in a row, you pretty much can tell that the carries are going to go down. Uh, whereas if you're De- Marius Thomas, who's one of the top wide receivers, Peyton Manning is your yeah. quarterback. Scoring. How do you Jesus. ever bench him? You never bench him. And more so, but more so than that, now I'll, I'll yeah. quickly, and you do your Go thing. On, yeah. Also, at a wide receiver position, how many 200 yard rushing games are there these days with three touchdowns? None. None not nearly as many that a Demarius does. Obviously, at his biggest game ever, but you got, you got Julio, you got guys like Calvin. There's a lot more of that absolute dynamic explosion happening from that position than at a running back. All right, so basically, I'll just tell you a couple things about Peyton Manning, and I think that basically will answer Stop, almost all of your questions about <laughs> about the, uh, the, who the who to start at the skill positions on this team. Nice. Well, first of all, Monte Ball's got a groin injury, may not play, which means that you're going to see uh, Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson. They're going and a Juwan Thompson. And Juwan Thompson. Okay, but they're going up against the New York Jets. The New York Jets, especially at home, they shut down the running game, so don't expect that. Peyton Manning just threw for 479 yards and two touchdowns going up against the Jets. I'm going to do this in my Arlo Guthrie talking like a guy that's doing the thing when it gets into the Lumber I think it's four touchdowns. And, uh, are we taking, four, are we sorry, taking the sheets? Are we taking the yeah. sheets? All, all the glasses, all my uh, 25 glasses, my thing because the guy's blind, and I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you why. So, because <laughs> Peyton Manning is going to light them up. They have no one that can stop the pass. Uh, the defenders there are just going to be eaten alive by Emmanuel Sanders, by Demarius Thomas, by Julius Thomas. Uh, it, it's it's a glorious That's day for Peyton Manning. It's, this is going to be and well for you. Everybody, this is you're starting on them. The running backs, 
No, even if you're looking for a plug-and-play, don't plug-and-play on this team. It's just going to be all Peyton all day. He's going to score a bazillion points. Um, I got one thing to say about the Jets. Uh, last week, Jimmy Garoppolo came in and kneeled down for the final three plays of the Patriots' victory, lost four yards, scored more points than Geno Smith did last week, losing four yards on three plays, Minus .4 points. Scored more points than Geno Smith scored uh, last yeah. week. Is it big time? Is it big time? No, it, well, it was big time. No, and it was just as bad. Let's just put it this way. If you do not want to be starting a New York Jet on your team, because if you do... I'm I kicking my ass, That's what you're doing to yourself. So bad. So oh, bad. You All right, we'll move on. Feed Ivory, though. I have a feeling they're going to try and keep the ball away from Denver as much as possible, so Ivory's going to get his carries, and he might bust what, some. for the first two yeah, series okay. of the game? Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. First two series of the game, because it's going to be 21. <laughs> it's going to be 21 nothing. They're going to keep going to Ivory, though, cause, and they're going to pass it to him. They pass it to him more this year as well. No He's way. He's been catching some balls. Brian today said, there's no way if we don't turn this thing around and start getting wins that I'm going to be sitting around here. He said it on a radio show today. This guy's not going to be running the ball to Ivory to keep it out of Brady. Uh, I mean uh, Manning's hands. If Manning's up by three touchdowns, he's got. I mean, he'll he'll have his quarterback Geno Smith or Vic, whoever it is, probably throw four interceptions by trying See, I almost to think have fifty plus passes. But you're not running it. No, That's and my thing is, I almost think that this is one of those games where Chris Johnson might actually be the better play in the sense that they need someone that can just break a play. So they may have him out there just to try to get him the ball on some of these shorter screens to see if he can break one. Yeah, until he gets broken in half. I know, on a well, of those but, plays. but doesn't, but I mean, again, you, you run the him in the thing is, Chris right. Johnson is wishing he had been a better uh, franchise running back no. for the Titans and was still there. No doubt. Go right. on, Doug. What do you got? Well, the Broncos have, have given up the fifth most points to running backs this season uh, in fantasy. So that stands to, you know, hey, if you have a Jets running back, it's not terrible. Well, because part of that's also Marshawn Lynch had a had a good game against them, and, and Andre Ellingson just had an 81 yard touchdown against them too. Andre, Andre, yeah, throwing up points were... for us. The Duke, our boy, arrived. He finally had his best that game of the awesome. season. Thank God. Got the one pass completion for Logan uh, Thomas. Now <laughs> Davis had a great game against him. I, I think I, I have to play Brandon Cooks. Sorry, we keep interrupting you, dog. But Brandon Cooks is my rookie on by. Got to play Logan. Oh, it's a good week to play Logan. There you go. I hope, unless he doesn't play, but I think he's starting right they're now. Talking, no, they're talking about Palmer, getting Palmer back in there. The nerve of them. All right, uh, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on to the next game. Let's go to another winner game. Yeah, right big, another another great one. Ravens at the Buccaneers. Twenty seconds. Go. Yeah. You. Uh, <laughs> I'm not it. <laughs> they're gonna get. They're gonna get Bernard Pierce back involved a little bit. I see Talafiero, Talia Faro. Falling off a tiny bit, Justin Forsett is the main play there. Uh, Joe Flacco is normally terrible on the road, although this is probably his best road matchup you could possibly do. I do like a Steve Smith, and I do like a, uh, a, Tory, a Tory Smith. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that a little bit earlier. We talked right. about that a little bit earlier. One question, uh, I, would you ever thought that uh, Steve Smith would be in the top 20 so many times in your player rankings in this season? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. But wow. He's a top 20 wide receiver for the last, what, three weeks? Yeah. He's, yeah, and he's me, getting the targets, he's getting the play, he's the man. Let me throw out Owen Daniels in here as well, because mm-hmm. this is a guy that's still available for some people in leagues, and if you're looking for that tight end help, this is to me, uh, especially at the tight end position, that perfect veteran guy that you want. You know, 
if you're trying to, you're not, you're not going to get that big splash guy that you're going to, you know, you missed out on the uh, on the Larry Janelle, but you know what, Larry Janelle is also giving you then gives you a bucket game, right? So you you, you get a little bit of both. Owen Daniels is going to give you consistency almost all the time, especially now that he's the main the main guy with Pentagon. It's in Gary Kubiak's offense, who he knows oh so well. Flacco likes to throw the ball to that intermediate route. So here's a guy who's going to usually get you at least five catches for 50 yards in a game mm-hmm. and then give you a potential for a touchdown. That's a nice steady production that I like, you know, if you're looking on the waiver wire and he's still there. Ravens don't give up much against the run. Uh, Doug Martin, don't like him as a play this week. Uh, as a matter of fact, it wouldn't shock me to see Bobby Rainey uh, equal him in, in touches this week and uh, because Rainey catches the ball pretty well out of the backfield as well. Uh, and had the touchdown last week. It wouldn't shock me if Rainey had a, a little bit better of a game than Martin. I don't think either one of them had that great of a game. Uh, Vincent Jackson got the, all the targets and all the yards last week out of, uh, from, from Glennon, and he'll do the same this week. Uh, my guess is that uh, Baltimore will probably double him, and yeah. they don't have a whole hell of a lot else to, to throw to. Uh, Lewis Murphy isn't going to do the trick. But Lewis Murphy, he did score a touchdown. He scored a nice touchdown. He dragged his feet well. It was was great for me because it was like, it was complete prophecy. When we talk about, I say, read what I put in the write-ups. You know, Murphy was targeted huge two weeks ago. It was 11 or 12 targets, whatever he had. And uh, and so then I said, I go, don't expect this to be the norm. But here's a guy that, he's he's a veteran type guy. He's going to get a decent amount of targets as long as Mike Evans is out. And he's got some potential. So here he comes. Doesn't he only gives you three catches for thirty-five yards? But boom, there's a touchdown. So if you started him, that's big points for you. You got you got double-digit points out of it. And even more than that, that was a Brandon Marshall-esque play. That touchdown. So you're just gaining the confidence of McCown. So that going back to it, Glennon. Oh, Glenn, I'm sorry. Yeah, Glennon going in the red zone now, or he's just he's going to be targeting and looking at him again more. The chance that they get into the red zone this game. Pretty slim, actually. <laughs> I, 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 I think they get there maybe once or twice. They're actually a little better than you think. I, you know what? Listen, honest. I agree. They, they, they've I been agree. moving the ball. Well, they, with Glennon, they've been moving the ball much more efficiently. This is one of those things where McCown was a mistake. This was, you want to know what it was? It was, it was Lovey Smith coming in and just wanting to put his stamp on it. Not, you know, how all anyone that comes in, like, oh, that was the old GM who drafted that guy. I'm not playing him, you know? But maybe like, it worked out perfectly. It's, maybe like, it's like the natural, right? When Roy Hobbs shows up. Sit on a bench, Hobbs. I didn't sign you. Sit down. You know, it's like you know. Thanks, pops. <laughs> oh my God. What's the guy? What, who's who's the guy that was the uh, what's the Wilbur Brimley. Brimley. Yeah. I want to eat some oatmeal. Hold on. That's another. Reason. We're shutting the podcast down. I need some, some oatmeal right now. All right. Here, you want go. some oatmeal stout? No. Actually, no. This is actually Imperial Biscotti Scout stout. Uh, uh, stout. Yeah. Pretty. The Chargers nice. Raiders. Go. Uh, Chargers going to dominate this game. This one we can go through quick, too. Derek Carr might be back. I believe he probably will be back, actually. Uh, wasn't going to be as huge of an injury as everybody thought. Uh, he actually started practicing a tiny bit last week. We'll see as the week goes along whether he comes back or not, but I believe he will. Uh, MJD, I believe, will be starting at the running back position. He'll be the one to play. San Diego actually is very good, has been very good against the run, but they've given up a, a pretty good chunk of yards per carry. So I, I don't know if I would expect all that much. They actually give up a lot out of the backfield catching the ball, which MJD, do, MJD does pretty well, as does McFadden. 
Other side of the ball, the Chargers, you got to love what Rivers is doing. If you want to go off on Rivers, please do. Well, I mean, he's been amazing. He's scored over 21 fantasy points in each of the last four weeks. Uh, over the past two weeks, he's been even more impressive. He's thrown for 665 yards with six touchdowns and one interception, scored 57.6 fantasy points. Uh, the Raiders have actually been pretty good, and he's actually not had outstanding success against them in his career. True. But this is also... Uh, when they were running a different style of offense. And then this Mike McCoy offense that, that he seems to be a master of. Yep. And it's a, and what it, why it works so well is because it's a master of efficiency. And if there's one thing that Raiders hate is being efficient. So yeah. <laughs> they, will, they will allow them to be efficient on them all day. I see no reason why you wouldn't want to continue to start Phillip Rivers and why he won't have a fantastic game. Well, Keenan Allen is the one guy that, that is the question mark here as far as, is this guy you know, going to give you the consistent play week in, week out? Um, it, Allen? No, obviously not, because it's become such an efficient offense, uh, the way that they're running it there, that Allen doesn't have to be the guy that they throw to all the time. And he's not going to be the guy that they throw to all the time. Is he the best of the crew? Yeah. He's still the best of the crew. Uh, Malcolm Floyd's bound to get injured. Uh, Eddie Royal's bound to fall off a little bit, as he did last year after his big start. Keenan Allen's going to be the guy that they're going to want to ride to the end. But it's going to be a little bit of a crapshoot. You know what it to me seems to like? To me, this seems like when the Patriots were a really good football team without any fantasy studs. Yeah. And Brady was always good, but, but Rivers... It is better than where uh, uh, Brady was, was at, at that, that time, because Brady was. Uh, it was also a different NFL at that point in time. Very different. Honest, NFL that was. That, that was. We're talking Agreed. like eight eight years ago or so. So that was a time where Brady was probably only averaging about two hundred and twenty to two hundred and forty yards a game max. Yeah. Where Rivers is having some of these games that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Because the other thing that's been amazing, and that and and this is the other thing that we need to get into on the Chargers, is the whole fact of what's going on with the running game. Because you lost Danny Woodhead for the for the entire year. Ryan Matthews is he going to be coming back this week or is it, no, it's, no, no, it's no. going to be it's still another week it's, or two it, weeks? It's, it's at least not this week and probably not the next week. It'll probably be about three weeks. Okay, before. but then you got Donald Brown who suffered a concussion. Um, it was very iffy on coming back. And right, might I, not I think make he's, it back. I think he, if you saw it and he took a couple of hits before it was a big hit. And it was a, he took a couple of big hits before that one. Yeah. He, this one, I, his helmet popped off, yeah. and but he walked off the field. He seemed like he was okay. He walked back to the locker room. It was a concussion, but from what they're saying, it looks like he probably won't be playing this week. Um, so this so is Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver show. Eye test? Wow. The eye test says that this guy is going to be a part of the offense going forward no matter what. Absolutely. They are going to find ways to get the ball in his hand because... He's not just the Danny Woodhead role. He's the Danny Woodhead and Darren Sproles. Correct. And... If MJD ever went there, the MJD role because he looks, he kind of has that like I'm short, stocky, and can run the frick through you, but I'm also quick and I have moves and, and I, he I has a little more than you think. And he, but but it's also when you talk about that MJD Darren Sproles thing, those guys are are into the same mold as the Steve Smith as well. These smaller guys that just love to to, to bring it to, yeah, to, yeah. to the bigger football players. football players, right? But but. Yeah. Not all guys great, are great, 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 great guys. Yeah, great guys. He looks when you see him how he plays. He plays with that tenacity. Uh, and if it says anything, they did just re-sign again Ronnie Brown. 
So Ronnie Brown's coming back. It means that probably Donald Brown is the Wildcat coming back. One thing I'll say <laughs> is uh, is in the Bitch Lap article. Do a quick pyro promo here. Houdini's first uh, installment of the Bitch Slap. We've all got players on our teams that have been giving us some real trubs and weren't worth their high draft spot. They deserve a bitch slap. Houdini lays it down. Read it the other night. Funny as hell. Awesome stuff. Came out. It's on the website. Go check it out. But unquestionably, in that bitch slap zone was... Um, I'm spacing off why I was talking about them from the Chargers. Oh, Green. Ladarius Green. Yeah. Darius Green's on the bitch slap list. We thought he was going to be better than a Gates, and Gates had another two touchdowns this week, and he's just having real. that other. This guy might be the most underrated fantasy football player in the history of fantasy football players. Uh, and he, he, he didn't that, used to be. Didn't used to be. He used to be a top, top. But that was a long time. I mean, that was four or five years ago. Well, all he the injuries a, caught up to him. I agree, he but a couple of good for the last there. five years, this guy is surprised every year. The last three years that I've done the big slap has been if you go check them back years past, you'll see Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Yeah, yeah. Antonio he's not, Gates. He's no. had problems. But the last but three year. or four years since, no, not this year. And the, and the Darius Green thing is pissing me off. No, last year he sucked. Last year he was terrible for the last 10 games yeah. of the year. Oh, he was. Terrible. He averaged like 25 yards a game. When was he sweet? Two years 30, ago? 30 years yards ago? a game. Uh, yeah, no, if, two, two years ago he was okay, but he was injured. Last year he was just he was crap for the whole last eight okay. to ten games okay. of the year. Yeah, that's why Ladarius Green was, was great last year, and that's when Ladarius was breaking out. And everything. I have to start Ladarius Green this week Ugh. again. I own Jimmy Graham in four leagues, so uh, it's Charles Clay or Ladarius Green. That's where I'm going. <laughs> that's all I got. Let's move over to um, Raiders for a brief moment. And then let's get on to the next, the Bears. Well, he he covered the Raiders already. For yeah, the most I mean, part. I mean uh, listen, James yeah, Jones is going to get his targets. Um, like I said, they just they just signed Kembrell Tompkins. I don't know how he's going to fit in there. Who uh, cares? He's, you can't play him unless you're in a 30 man Obviously, not, not, not <laughs> yet. But they do have Andre Holmes, who could possibly get uh, some, de- some deep play a little bit. Uh, not a whole hell of a lot else. All right. Well, about that, that whole thing. I, I just feel dirty about talking about the Raiders. Pretty much. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Bears. That was on Bears. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's Jim Carrey. All the time cocaine in him. Wow, yeah. Oh, such a shit. <laughs> Bears at Falcons. I'm gonna just let you guys do your thing. Uh you know. What, what, what happens? Is everything... Is everything no, gonna, by the way, this is... This is the right team for the, the Bears Char- The Chargers and the Raiders was the first afternoon game. We actually get four afternoon games this week, with two of them being East Coast or uh, Central teams. That's uh, true. Atlanta is right there. So why, not, why don't they just do that more Every often? week, I don't know. At least yes, four games. Great. That's it. Should be five. It should well, be. now that we just talked about last week, how there's no more blackouts. Maybe the NFL is mm. starting to undouche by themselves. They're um, they're saying that the FCC did that, but they was never really enforced, and the NFL can still enforce it if they really wanted to. Yeah. So okay. so so, so, so Goodell still is a total. So idiot. it's just like the South Park. I don't know. Did you guys see the South Park episode, the uh, opening one where they? Uh, I know you hate South Park. Oh, but I've seen every single. South Park episode. I have multiple. I, know you I watch them. them every night. They went off on the NFL and Goodell so hard 
It I was that one. Was that the Redskins one? Yes. Okay. Washington Redskins, go fuck yourself. We're a company that does nothing. That's what the NFL is. The whole point. And they had all the orders up. Oh, the goddamn Goodell bot's broken again. <laughs> the dude, like Jerry Jones, they show him, why the hell are his eyes so far apart? <laughs> it's Michael, Mike, uh, what do you call him? Michael Jackson? No, uh, not in this No, no he, not in that. I'm talking about um, uh, the, co- the old coach, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Didn't he call him Michael Jackson right after he had the facial surgery? Remember on, uh, on the <laughs> CBS? Yeah. He had just gotten done with a lot of facial surgeries. Like, yeah, well, Michael Jackson uh, did a great job. Literally. Didn't even correct it. Just went through it. He didn't like him. Oh, they hate each other. Yeah, exactly. They hate each other. Did shootout. You... Go. Shootout. Uh, I, I see this, this is game a shootout. shootout. I, I, I don't see it being any other way. They don't have defense on either side of the ball. No of, defense of the on ball. either side of the ball. Um... Huge game, I think, for Matt Ryan. You look at what Matt Ryan does at home versus the, the Matt Ryan that's on the road. Uh, Big difference. At home, I think he's averaging like he averages like thirty-one point two fantasy points at home, twenty-one point eight on the road. Um, the Bears are in the lower uh, quarter of defenses uh, against quarterbacks. This is going to get ugly. And the Bears allowed Cam Newton to have his best passing game uh, of the year, throwing for 255 yards and two touchdowns. Cam doesn't have Julio Jones. He doesn't have uh, uh, Roddy White. He doesn't have... Oh, do you think Devin Hester might have something in store for the Bears? Mm. Uh, yeah. This At is- Atlanta, the worst team against the run. You got uh, Forte going. Uh, not very good against the pass either, obviously. Uh, Forte finally looked like he, like... He finally looked a little bit more like Forte the last couple weeks, you know? He did, although the Bears need to figure something out because what they've been doing in the second half, what do they have? It's like over the last two weeks they've scored three points in the second half. They have more. Three points have, in the second half? They have more yeah. turnovers in the second half. Than they have I points. Think in, the, in the last two, maybe three two, games. Two games. Two games, games two than games. they have points. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like six to and three or something like that. It's crazy. The one thing I do want to say, and I have no idea why exactly, it's probably because they're so easy to run on that they don't need it. But Atlanta happens to be the best team against tight ends, mm. and you know, then he's in Martellus, the Black Unicorns, been a huge reason, yeah. a huge, huge component the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, Here's a question I, I got for you guys: in waiver wire, it's not about. I guess it's about my team. It's not people on my team. Waiver wire, you look at Antone Smith or whatever. He's still available everywhere. Somehow this guy's got like. 50-yard touchdown catch. He's got three or two rushing TDs. He's only had 17 career carries, 14 this year. But, dude, he's scoring. He, he, you, you do order by points for running backs. He's got more points than anybody else available. What's with it? I don't want him. I've stayed away. But what is this? Is that stupid? Should I get out and go after him? 17 touches in his career. On the entire year. Okay. 17 touches <laughs> 17 carries in his career. No, no, he has, no, he has 11 carries this, this this year. 17 in his career. S- 17, no. Yes, 17 carries in his career. Oh, that's possible. That, okay, yes. that's possible. It's, it's he right. has 11, I carries, looked at all this 11 carries this year, 6 catches this year. He is 17th overall in fantasy it's points. crazy. Crazy. How do you have 17 touches on the year because and are 17th overall in fantasy points? Well, because does he also get credit that's for insane. the... Uh, do he also get credit for the special teams? No, uh, no, they don't give credit in here for the special teams. No, wow. it's, it's just touchdowns. running the ball. It's touchdowns. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. But yeah, the guy has four touchdowns, two receiving and, and, and that's, four touchdowns. That's it. Four touchdowns. 
Four touchdowns on 17 touches. We didn't get four touchdowns out of him as a receiver in four years. They got four touchdowns in four weeks. It's unbelievable. So, what do we tell someone? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you grab this guy and and play him, or do you grab him? Right, I, I, I said this. I said this. Plug and play this week. I grabbed him to play against the Bears. I would I, not. Yeah, I would I, not have. Said you know, so you saw what Steve Smith did against the team. He was pissed off when the Bears didn't didn't get him. If you don't think that he's got a special teams something in store for them, and you don't think that Mike Smith understands what's going on here too, and he's not going to find a way. Let's get the ball in Devin's hands at least six times in this game and let him do some special things because because he wants to. I think it's it. They also just came up finally. Atlanta said, you know, we're going to get Antoine Smith the ball more. Well, they better. You know, they've never said that before. They're like, yeah, he's the guy who went on a little Hester rant. I like it. I did. Not but I think we were talking about Antoine. Antoine yeah. <laughs> I know we were talking about. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all good. We're talking about fantasy football. We're all talking about the same thing. Do I do I play him? Do I, I did would I risk, would I risk playing him? <laughs> I'm such a shit on that one. It's all good. Yeah. I would not risk playing him and risk getting five touches and him not breaking off a 70 yard. Exactly. Because I mean, honestly, what are the what are the chances? I, it's got there's got to be a little flukiness here. It's not like a guy can do that every freaking game. And you know, Cordero Patterson was doing that for a little while last year. It's not happening this year. Yeah. And people are no. playing him every yeah. game. They're like, where's his stats? CJ Spiller, once they gave him all the extra carries, all those big plays went away. Exactly. It's it's not something that would go out and jump it's on. Not it's not a sustainable touch look. He's still the to guy that, no, I said this. We talked about him a couple play. weeks ago, though. I still think Antoine is the guy that is a longer play because that ability just keeps showing itself. Now, What's their record? Are they good or do they start having. Well, because the Saints, to, like, the Saints suck. Uh, I mean, they have to start playing Devonta Freeman and, and, doing, and doing the divisions up and not worrying about no, Steve. Yeah, division's up, division is way division's up, up for grabs. grabs. Divisions up for grabs, so they're they're in it till the end because the winner of that division is going to be eight and eight, nine and seven is going to lucky, maybe seven and nine. You might I'll have another Seattle. Seven Carolina's three and two. Atlanta and New Orleans are two and three. There you go. Tampa Bay's one and four. That, that division is way up for grabs. Jesus. So watching watching uh, Mike Smith or what have you on the sideline, I gotta be honest. I kind of really like the guy because he's kind of a nice dude. But he's the second most clueless looking guy on the sideline to Lovey Smith. Like when they when they went for it in fourth at the, in the fourth quarter, yeah. And he does. He did. He's not. He, he didn't look like he thought they were gonna make it. <laughs> no, he has that. He has that look like it's just another bad call, party buddy. All right. You're probably going to be out of the league here pretty soon. You slammed her, you dumped your donut, you gave her dog a sausage. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Sausage. He says sausage. Sausage. You know the deal, right? My dad was the voiceover uh, for sausages. sausages. That's all I'm saying. I won't go into it. Greg Noonan, rest in peace. I'm looking at a picture of you right now. Sausages. Greg Noonan. Awesome. Well, all right. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I don't <laughs> think that... better a sausage. I don't know if Julio has... The greatest game of his life in this one. They held back Kelvin Benjamin pretty darn well. Uh, a big receiver who can make big plays and stuff like that. But Julio a big receiver a who breed. doesn't have four... Julio's not a big receiver with four six one speed. He's a big receiver with four, four something speed. True. Totally different story. God, that guy's uh, the best. Yeah, and I mean, but it's, it's still, best. I could see Roddy White having a, a pretty decent game in this one. I um, like all of them. I do. Yeah. yeah, I like on both sides. On both sides. On both sides. This is one of those ones. Now, is, is this going to be one of those stupid games that 
it looks like there's horrible defense on both sides, and we're going to get a, a final score of twenty to fourteen. I don't know, but maybe because you got good quarterback. I mean, I hate watching Cutler play, but we got good wide receivers, good quarterbacks. Everyone's playing right now. We've been worried for the last three weeks about the Bears since week one, really, for the Bears wide receivers. We know now Julio's legit. Seems like Roddy's doing all right. This is just going to be a throwing game. I it think. should be. This should be a game that should be if you're going the over under. 59 and a half should be probably where over the lines. I don't know where it is. It's a college line. Yeah, it this should be really high. Line. It I, is. It should be. But, I, you know, I'm just... The it better, it better end up that it way. It won't well, be that. It'll be, it'll be 49 or something like that, 51. But uh, it'll it'll beat that. It, this is going to be a 45 to 38 game. Am I the only one rooting for Hester? I want us to, to win, obviously. One. To return one. You're, I want you it. You heard my rant. I'm telling you, he's going to do it. I want him to. I think right. he might. I hope, I, Bears, I, I, I hope the Bears are up by 25, at 28 at that point or something. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I, I hope they're up. Otherwise, if the, Bears, win. I otherwise if the, Bears, are, if the Bears are getting killed, you know, and, and then I have to just resign myself that this is going to be just a horrible year. And it's one of those ones that's just like, let's just, let's just, take, it, let's just take it real bad. My question <laughs> is, why do... Why, I don't want that, man. I, want that. I don't want it either. I want to win. But. Why does... Why do, <laughs> Hester's bummed out by the way they dealt with him. Steve Smith's bummed out about the way that the, um, Carolina. You know, the Carolina dealt with them. And you hear this continually where you had a situation with, uh, let's say, the Colts and Peyton Man. Why is it so difficult for these GMs to call in a player, both... Steve Smith and Hester are totally awesome guys. Can you, you? It seems like they're just so friggin' normal and so smart and so normal, and you could just have a conversation. Yeah, he's. Uh, okay. I disagree there. Yeah, smart and normal. Those, 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 those smart, are two normal, words that we're not putting in. in okay, so but, I don't understand but, how these guys learn think, that they're traded or learn that they're no. Not, but okay, not fine. Signed again smart and normal. On TV. Yeah. What? You don't think they seem like a, uh, you no, know no, conversational, I, I, like listen, friendly how, guys? How, how? How? Why how, is it so hard for them to say, Devin, you've been amazing. Look at what you've done. This is incredible. Hard Here's what this. we'll give you. Hold on. And if you can't do this, I got the answer. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Okay, hold on. Here's what we're going to give you, or not, instead of just like, uh, and it's all behind the scenes. Because you think that's all on the organization side. It's not. No, because no, you know what? If, if uh, you know, I've, I, I've been in the dating world now. You do, the younger generation, they don't talk to each other. They don't call each other ever. They text. Or they, it, it, it's, there's, there's, they don't talk. No one. That's like, fine. That's no, 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 no. So what happens with, with these players? They have agents. They have all these other filters. You can't talk to the damn player, so you may try to talk to the player. No, nope, you gotta talk to my just talk to my agent. That's what my agent's for. Talk to my talk to my uh, to my business guy. Talk to my manager. Talk to the. So you know what they say? They send the papers. Devin's Devin's now. Uh, I will we're, tell we're, you. you know that's how it goes. I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. I I fully agree with you in that a lot of this is is on the players. You will get players who will go in and talk to these uh, to the owners and talk to the coach. Like a Larry Fitzgerald. That would never happen to a Larry Fitzgerald. No, Peyton where he'll Manning learn through shit Brady, through, all the, all through text right. messages or learn over TV. Right. Okay, Peyton maybe Manning. they're more normal and smart than the other two I, I, I mentioned, but I still I would I agree that now, they, Steve they're Smith a was bizarre. Should be a guy who's been the face of your franchise for what, thirteen effing years? How you don't call that guy up and have that be an amicable why, why, why How is Devin Hester any different? How you is know, he at your Bears fan? How is that any different? Kevin Hester is a, a a mainstay of the Bears. Because when it comes down to this, it's, it comes years, down to years. 
There's also this whole thing with Devin Hester, and, and I think Devin Hester's feeding off of when Brian Urlacher left the Bears, and this whole thing about, oh, they all got screwed when Lovey Smith was gone, and it's all stupid uh, Phil Emery and Mark Trestman, they're blending on the new organization type stuff. The fact of the matter is the Bears couldn't afford to pay him what he wanted to get paid as being solely a returner. Because that's what they viewed him as after they tried to use him as a receiver in Mark Trustman's offense. He couldn't do it last year. So yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. No, no, but that but there's, you're saying why where's the respect fact? Maybe the, who knows? I don't It's tra- it's Trestman and and, and uh, may say all that stuff. I Emory seems to me like a guy and, and Trustman does too. Like they they seem like more straightforward guys than I've ever seen, unless it's just straightforward to the media and it's completely different to how they deal with players. I there are two-faced people in the world. I believe me. I, I I can believe it. But you know, it it always seems to me like it's sour grapes initially when you've been a star somewhere and then you, you're just being cut. Fact of the matter is, Hester needed a change of scenery. He was yeah. not the same Hester well, at his needs as he used to be with the Bears. He didn't deserve the money that I'm sure he thought that he deserved, and the Bears didn't have the money that Hester wanted. So him going to the Falcons. Just fine on both sides. He wouldn't have been the same Hester that he is there that he is, uh, you know, if he had been on the Bears this year. I'll tell you that right now. The Bears no, special no teams wouldn't have been the same. But you're right. Why can't they have an amicable, an amicable, amicable split right. the way that a lot of other players are? Let's know, let's look at it this way. You, you mentioned you mentioned uh, obviously we got Hester and you mentioned Urlacher. These are like Urlacher more so. They gave $39 million to Jared Allen. Yeah, I know. They couldn't, get, they couldn't give $12 million for two years to Urlacher. They offered him nothing. There's something going on in this headstrong... It's it, also about... It's about I'm not looking for life, this isn't it's lifetime achievement. I'm not looking for lifetime achievement yeah. awards like Clint Eastwood got for the Unforgiven. But at the same time, neither of these guys were asking for that much. It was more like... We're moving on. You know we, I didn't draft you like Correct. you talked about that's earlier. Thing, but that's, and that's, that, 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 that explains that's, that's, Chicago. That doesn't explain Steve Smith. Okay, fine. You know what I'm saying? Is there a change in GM there uh, in Carolina? Yeah, I like Don't Forgive Him, by the way. But I, I'll tell you that I, Earl Hunter deserved more. But he didn't deserve best uh, director on that one. No, probably not. <laughs> but uh, No, he didn't. But I did like Don't Forgive Him. I did too. Um, Earl Hunter deserved more. Erlocker deserved more. He said he would take nothing. I agree. I'm not denying that. My point is, is that one evening. I'm saying is that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying is that it's a different regime, right? So it was the one like we're talking about that didn't happen in Carolina. This was the same GM that he's had. I'm, I'm, so I'm, this my whole point is nothing changed in his situation, and they treated him like that. The That's only thing that changed. I agree. There's at least a reason why. Well, I feel you. that way, and I feel like you're being pushed out. It's a new people coming in. I've been in jobs and corporations early in my life. I, I understand it. The only thing that changed in his situation is he went from having a house in Carolina to a house in Baltimore. But still, someone on the Carolina team's got to mow his lawn. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we pick one of the running backs. They're all going to be off this Cowboys, week. Seahawks. We're done with the Bears at Falcons. Yeah, moving on. I mean, it was, it, it, great conversation. It sparked up a lot of debate there, but. Start them all. Next game. Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, there's still some good. Oh, I thought you were saying that about the Cowboys, Seahawks. Like, all right, no, that no, was no, the no. quickest team That's, we've I've ever done. Never done one that Go on. I, I would have loved to have just said that about the Bears, Falcons, with a lot of <laughs> sidebars. Uh, Cowboys. Let uh, me ask you before you jump into this because we've been the Tony Romo thing, and he had another good week last week. 
you and I, we're on record. This is not going to be the Tony Romo year because it's not. He's not Val Verdes this year. So is this the game though? This is Dallas. This is at Seattle. This is crazy defense. Is this the the week that Romo gets hurt? Did you see some of the hits that Seattle was putting on in that last game? Um, they 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 hit to hurt. They hit to kill. Although, can I tell you one thing? It, the they best hit in that like game. That 85 who had defense. who had the best hit in that game though? Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lockett. On that one, no, no, no. That was that was uh, that was a replay that they showed. Yeah, but that, that was, was fun to watch. No, the, the best hit. The clips not, of Lockett that they showed before the game, when with him burning down the sidelines on punt returns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. The best hit in the game came on his one catch. I think it was the only one. It was maybe a two catches. Pierre Garcon. Who did he hit? Was it was it was it uh, Max Seal or uh, who did he hit in the? Uh, <laughs> did you see that one? No, 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 he no. caught the ball. They were like about the on their fourteen yard line. He just turned. He saw the defender. He lowered his shoulder and he just floored him. Oh, yeah, that's right. 41, I think it was, on their defense. Absolutely. uh, We'll get to it later, but I watched the first half, recorded the second half, went and saw Gone Girl last night because I needed Percy. We'll talk later, but I just needed to walk away from football second half tonight, last night. I hear you. (sighs) Anyway, so, so is this the week that Romo gets hurt? That's what I want to know. Um, that's what I was leading up to. Seattle hits to hurt you. They don't hit to tackle. They hit to hurt. And, and because they can afford to. They have the, the, the backups on their team are better than most starters on, on any other team. Um, they have a, fero- a, a veracity to them that just is beyond what I've seen. I mean, the, the Ravens of the early 2000s had it. The Bears, obviously, in the 80s had it. Uh, but you're a- right. It's different because... There's like seven guys that they rotate on that yeah. defensive line. So everyone's fresh. Kevin Williams. Yeah. And, and the, 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 here's the thing. What were you saying? Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, no. Kevin here's Williams the thing is, is that when you, when you are I'm that saying, fresh. All those guys, these are guys, that are not, they don't have to be out there for 20 plays in a row. No. They're only out there for four or five plays. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's, exact, that's exactly what I was going to point out. When you are as fresh as they can be on defense... That's a, a rarity. Cliff Averill. A rarity. Yeah, uh, I mean, it might Bennett. Not. But uh, guys, I think you're blowing these guys a little too much. In uh, my league that I got scored, uh, I forget what team was going against, 23 points from a defense scored against me this week. Uh, what team was it? It, might, it wasn't the Chargers. But uh, this, the worst defense in the league points-wise, Seattle Seahawks. They're not scoring fantasy points. It's not fantasy points. That's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about... You're talking about hard hits, but I'm telling you, their defense ain't that great. I'm telling you this, because you're not getting the special teams... And you guys keep trying to get Roma hurt. This is... No, no, no. You can't focus on that. Seattle at home. This is the other thing. Seattle on the road is a different story. They're home for this game. This game is in in Seattle. They're going to be all... They're going to disrupt... I love what what, uh, Dallas has done... They have overachieved everything in my estimation. Their defense is playing well over their head. Their offensive line has gelled together and has done an amazing job opening up huge gaping holes for Murray. Their Romo's taken a couple hits, but he's really been kept relatively safe until this week, until this environment, because they're going to have count it. Over under could be three and a half. I'm going over on false starts for the for them in this game. That means that they're going to be. Are you tra- you're talking about Dallas. Seattle. 
Causing well, Seattle's the team that has the terrible offensive line that goes offside. No, no, no. They don't go offside. Yeah. They do holding they penalties. Line. They do everything yeah. else. No, they do everything. They, well, listen, they we're going to get there in a second. Snaps, we're going to get there in a second. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do We're bet. We're about, about to bet. bet. We're about, about to bet. What's the bet? Uh, What's the no, bet? The bet is that... If Romo gets injured? No, the, or no, no, I'll Romo, take Dallas no, wins the game. Four times Dallas, that, that Dallas is going to have a false start four times, which is going to force them to be more of a passing type team, Dallas wins which the is game. going to then put more pressure With on Romo, bet. and Romo's going to be getting uh, hit a lot more. There's going to be a major Dallas player that goes down this week, and it's going to go down for a while. Is it going to be Romo, DeMarco, Murray, That's not DeMarco Murray, or Des Bryant? One of those three. Is Wheel of misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> One of those three is going to get hurt this week. I'm telling you that right now. I'm going to my bets on Demarco. I hate to say it to you. I'm betting you. Out there. My bets on Demarco. I'm betting you right now. I'm not, I hope mine would be too. My bet right now is that Dallas wins the game. I'll bet you, either of you guys on the spread. Dallas wins the game. Wins the game. I'll bet you. Oh, on the spread. I'll, on the spread. I think they're gonna win the game, but that that makes so the spread. I I'll bet you the spread. Uh, play your player audio. No, we'll no, do I don't need to play an audio on that one. I'll, I'll, you I'll, don't have any audio. No, no, I got one for for when we're ready to move over. All right, let's let's go to the other uh, Seahawks. Don't uh, don't 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 steal my thunder. Oh, all right. Listen, <laughs> I, listen. Demarco has a chance of having a decent game. I don't think it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be a decent game. Um, Seattle hasn't been quite what they have been in the past. They're still the second best defense against running backs this year. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect that much out of DeMarco. He won't have a sixth straight 100-yard game to start off the year. I'll tell you that right now. That is not going to happen for him. Um, believe me, Seattle is going to make sure that that does not happen. Uh, Romo's going to have to get rid of that ball quick. He will. Des will make a few catches. Terrence will make a few catches. He's going to have to use Witten in this game a little bit more than normal. Uh, one shock me if somebody like a, a Dwayne Harris gets some catches or a Cole Beasley gets uh, gets some catches. Who scored the touchdown uh, for for Cousins or uh, the the big one? Andre Roberts, the third receiver. It's going to be somebody like a Cole Beasley or, or a I mean, Dwayne. I Harris like that guy. He's talented. All right. I mean, obviously there was the huge ones to to. to Deshaun Jackson, obviously, but he was using Andre. Andre and Roberts dropped the pass for you know, in that first half. That yeah, it was a nice, right it was a nice twenty-five, twenty-yard. Yeah, it would have been another twenty, twenty-five yard. So it wouldn't shock me to see the third receiver on Dallas. It also wouldn't play. shock me to see because they are susceptible to being burned deep. That's the one thing that they are susceptible to. Terrence Williams getting another shot. It's this. It's not so much getting burned deep. It's by the speed guys who can get behind. Terrence Williams is a speed guy. He's. Yeah. I know he's tall. He he's a speed guy. He's not. He's not. He's Sean Jackson fast. I know, but, but he he's their deep play. He's their well, right now. Guy. Also with Romo, it's at a point, and this is because Des Bryant. I don't care what you guys say. Is ridiculous. He's he's arriving. He, you throw the ball up there, it's like, you know, Larry Fitzgerald seven years ago. Yeah, he is that even that one of the last catch that won them the game got him in the field goal. I mean, there's no reason why he should have caught it, but he grasped the ball and you're not taking this thing away. You're not doing it, and he's just a baller and. Grasp the, the defender's arm at the same time too, because his arm was right in there. He's a man child. Joseph, I think it was. He's a man child. Now, actually, the difference is he's a man man. There you go. He, yeah. he, he's a man man. So let's flip it to Seattle. Okay. All right. Before. All right. Person. Do your Harvin. Let's oh. do your Harvin cry. God damn I had it. it happen to me. You had it happen. A lot of our readers. All right. 
So what I'm gonna do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe! That is exactly oh, how I feel as a person. In reverse, in reverse. You're gonna take it up the tailpipe <laughs> and then you're gonna bitch and moan. <laughs> no, we took it up the tailpipe. I'm gonna bitch and moan about it right now, and then oh. this week again, I'll probably take it up the tailpipe when he scores another touchdown because he did it. He did it in the, in the opening game of the season, right? Touchdown, called back. That's four touchdowns that he has had called back. He also had a touchdown that should have been shouldn't have been. I understand. Yeah, it's a good line. His I'll tell you what, should have been one. I'll take a, I'll give you that one. Give me the other four. Mm-hmm. Give me the other four because he's he has deserved so many more fantasy points than he has gotten. And there's going to be eventually. I just realized. Sorry. He's yeah, first you're right. He's I won one week because, because of, he got that. I never thought about that. True. I never thought of it. I won one week because I got that touchdown. I lost last week because I didn't get any. All I needed was 11 one. points. I, I needed one. I needed one. We won so, all right. my so it's even. I'm not going to bitch. I'm done right. bitching. I, the only touchdowns. week I won big time, uh, I just would have had 200 points. How often, though? In, in our league. How often does a guy Harvard score a touchdown that gets called back, and then the next play, after a penalty gets assessed, has to go further Scores it again, and it's, and a, it's another penalty. But it's a, and, and it's a wide receiver that it was a running play on the I first know. one, yep. and I then know. a passing on the line. Where it was like that second touchdown was. I mean, both of them actually, both of them were ridiculous. So, as far as them being uh, amazing uh, world champions, wow, do they shoot themselves in the foot more than just about any other team? That's why I think Dallas is going to beat them. They're, 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 but they're they at home. Just, they're, if it was on the road, I, I might agree with you. I mean, not, they're not awesome. Home. They're awesome, but I just don't think they're worried about anything. After a game like that, they're they're going to get that discipline under control. They realize that they, dude, they had the most penalties much. last year. It's not like this is a team that won that won it last year and all of a sudden is given. They had the most penalties ever last year, or most penalties in the league last year. Won the Super Bowl. And I, they they mentioned the stat in the game last night. The last time that happened was like the Steelers back in like '74 or whatever. Yeah, they're just they're just a really aggressive team, and that's the way it is. And they're not going to stop. But that's, it. that's not aggressive. Offense. It's a that's stupid penalty. This is not aggressive. This is bad penalties on the offensive line. This if is it was defensive, you know, intrusion or uh, uh, whatever. It's stupid I agree. holding well, penalties. One of those there was the, the one with foul penalty. Yeah, where he where he jumped on the dude that was on the ground and, yeah, and, and slammed no. into him. And yeah. one was Harvin's fault that he had a t- TD. He j- did a, a legal motion, so it's your fault. Right. That was his fault for yeah. sure. Yeah. He didn't. He, he needed to be more responsible. Like Val Verde. I don't know. I, I, listen, I, 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 I'm sure that Seattle's going to win this game. Um, it's going to be the Lynch show. Let's Period. do it. Let's move on to the next one. Last game of the uh, afternoon games, like you said, Houdini. It's awesome. We got four of them. This is the and Redskins. It's awesome the Bears aren't playing until the afternoon, so I get to watch all the morning games with full uh, attention span. It's great. <laughs> I love it. That's nice. All right. Redskins are going to be at the Cardinals. The Duke. Finally throwing it down. Um, the Palmer still got nerve issues. We'll see. Um, it, it's he better play. Hey, they're, they're talking about him. They're trying to do everything they can to get him to play this week. Uh, we'll see what happens throughout the week. It's nothing that I want to uh, you know, throw out there and, and, and risk my word on it because I don't know for sure. You but it what sounds the, like he's going to play. He better play because as much as I, I complain with, with Percy Harvin... Michael Floyd? So what I'm gonna do is piss and moan 
like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe. Pretty fucking much. Uh, I get, yeah, I'm getting the same thing. Out of is, is Drew Stanton going to be able to play if he can't? That's no, the other I, question. That's the so I don't like, even know oh. if Stanton will be able to play with his concussion. So Shoot. they're doing everything they, they can to get Palmer to play. Um, as far as I know, he's going to at this point. Uh, that that's what the that's what the word is, but I'm not going to risk my word on saying it's definitely going to happen. You got to watch throughout the week, see what happens in practice. Um, other guys, the Panthers. Obviously, you want to you want to look at Ellington. Washington has a, a good rush team. They've yeah. done very well against the rush. It was tough to hold back Seattle last week. Obviously, they, they have a, an incredible rushing offense, uh, but they've done very good on the year. Ellington should still have a pretty darn good game. They did really well against a, a Denver. Defense that actually does pretty well against the rush, uh, but he did catching the ball. And he's guy, he's a multifaceted guy. He can do that sort of thing, and I'll do that sort of thing against Washington. Um, otherwise, uh, the rest of the offense is going to flow through whoever's at quarterback, and that's and See, that's the thing. So it's one of these things that if you're, it, it to me, I I don't know that Stanton's going to be able to play this week. No, I don't. Um, hey, it's it's a concussion. We'll see what happens. I, and so I just don't like it. And even if he is, he's gonna be he's gonna be thinking he's Batman out there, and you know that's that's only good in the Snickers commercial. Pretty much. So I would rather if Palmer's not able to go. It's Too, one soon. Ones that Too I'm, soon. I'm, I'm, yeah. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's I, not laugh I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> I smell pancakes. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to leave Michael Floyd on the bench. It's. It's one of these things. I. You, you can't trust it unless it's Carson Palmer. And even if it is, who's to say that Carson Palmer's not out there? All of a sudden, takes a hit, hits the ground, or someone hits, a, uh, and all of a sudden now he, he can't throw again. Well, I will tell ever? you this. Ever, ever, maybe I don't know. Who? I'll tell. I'll tell you this though. Washington's pass defense is not good. I know. So I don't really care who's starting. I am going to start Floyd really? or, yeah. or Fitz in this game. Whenever you hear, uh, like last night, well, their best cover guy, uh, Hall. Well, D'Angelo Hall. Uh, D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall's like almost our age. Yeah, if he's, if he's your yeah. best cover guy. We have our best, we have our, we have top men on the job. Top men. Top men. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm starting anybody against that Washington okay. secondary. So you, you don't care if it's Logan, uh, what's it? Logan, Logan Thomas? You, you Logan start, Thomas ain't Michael that Floyd. Logan Thomas. Michael, one for eight. Screen pass for 81 yeah, yeah, yeah. yards. You're talking about, you're talking about That's against. That's stuck through. He it, looks like he's going to star in the Hobbit part three. That guy is yeah, looking but, like a hairy. He, he looks like he, he's the grandson like, of a. He's, he's gonna come out and yield like a, an axe. Or Denver's got a lot better blade. defense than that Washington secondary. <laughs> I mean, that that Denver defense is actually very very good. It's just that they score so fast, so the other team has forty minutes to gain all those yards against them. That's the only reason why they get so many uh, points against well, that defense. Again, it's, you're it's not going to be able to do it plain. They're also going Washington. to be at home. Which is yes. a, it's a it's a bigger difference too. Obviously, so, that's a huge one. You know, because Arizona is such a home field advantage with all the you know natural football fans from Arizona. This is this team's having a <laughs> this team's having a great season. I I feel like I like them better than Niners. Five of them. Yeah, this is the most true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, the and the Redskins, a great season. Hey, listen, the you Redskins can only be a transient town if you have an A in front of it. Atlanta, Arizona. Oh, Arizona's not a town. No. <laughs> And in, uh, yeah. What are you right. going to say? Going. <laughs> Atlanta's a city. Uh, That's where I was going. We're talking about that. Oh, I'm such a shit. What a 
it comes down to it, I, listen, I, all right, going, going over to Washington side, Washington, I think, is a team where you can pass all day long against Arizona as well. Arizona has shown that even though they have good cover corners, it seemed like Isn't they, it amazing? They, you could pass all over them. Uh, you can't run against them very well. That's a fact. I'm just amazed that with Patrick Peterson, just like with Cleveland with Joe Hayden, it's like here's, here's, all of a sudden you can pass on these teams. Yeah. Because it's, it's, because it's, it's, there's you know, a lot of in, there's a lot of injuries a lot of suspensions and it's also injuries. spread offenses and you're moving Not the ball that. and oh. Pe- and Peterson got, got, got his catch. fifty times it's it, volume right. adds up you know you're looking at these fancy points on these websites how did they get so many points volume volume which volume. is why we we talk about too when you're talking about Demarius Thomas and the two hundred yard games versus the running backs they're not giving running backs they're. Aaron Foster's the only guy that's getting 28, 29, and 23 carries last week. There's not many other guys that are out there getting that volume of touches per week. No, it's getting to the point sure. where there's a lot of wide receivers out there who are getting double-digit targets. Right. Targets to the point where there are almost as many carries as tar- uh, to carries by your number one running back as opposed to targets. Well, that's Lamar Miller you- getting 11, 12 right. carries in a game when Wallace is getting 13, 14 targets. Which is why guys like T.Y. Hilton, you have to just keep playing him because with 12 targets a week and a guy who has the big playability, eventually he's going to hit that one and it's going to be, instead of 9 catches for 90 yards, it becomes 8 catches for 158 yards. Exactly. Well, one thing that I was thinking about earlier and I wanted to mention this, but I just kind of wanted to not mention it, but we're back on the same topic. What we need to do, targets, remember we talked about it, it was targets, then we did targets and touches, then we did targets and touches and looks. No one's even doing the looks yet, but we're going to go a step further. Snaps, how many snaps you're on the field, yeah. and how, many, how much percentage of the offense that you're getting, whether it's mm-hmm. passes, because yeah. I completely agree with you. These wide receivers now... And I don't like where where Harvin's getting the ball in space because usually it's within the first five yards. It's basically running the ball. Right. But there's a whole new game going on here. Yeah, they that showed that spread, they showed the, that chart of his uh, for Harvin where all like the targets are. All the all, targets, oh, yeah. Oh, and then he caught a long one, but that was like the second deep route catch he would have yeah. would have had. Right. He still only has one. But I think that if you add in those layers, like what kind of volume of the offense are they getting and where where they it, it, it's something that we so can that's add. Big. I we, got it, by the way, I, yeah. I, I have all that info. Um, awesome. So Washington, yeah, it's uh, I, I think they're going to be passing all day long against Arizona. Uh, you want to get your Garcon going. You want to get your Deshaun Jackson going. Good stuff. Uh, Jordan Reed looks like he's going to be back this week, which means Niles Paul will probably take a bit of a back seat uh, against Arizona. You want those tight ends going. You need those tight ends going. Get your Jordan Reed going when he gets back in this game. He's going to be he's back. playing this game. It, it looks like he's going to be back for this game. I had to start him last week just on the, on the chance because I didn't know it was a Monday night game, and you're going, I don't know, and I. Oh no, I had my I had Niles Paul. I put Niles Paul up in the rankings and yeah. uh, took Reed out. Uh, it was Niles Paul last week. He knew that Reed needed one more week. Paul passed all the concussion tests, but he did shit last week. There was it was should have been used, but it looked like he was a little skittish out there because he did have the concussion. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there was there was a, a, a pass or two that wasn't too terrific. And like I said, I only watched the first half, but there was a couple plays that. But if you want to talk about half, possibly even the worst blocking tight end in the entire league, that's a Niles Paul. And you told us the reason why. He's basically the size of Angle. He's a wide receiver. Do you want to know who the second or third worst blocking tight end in the league is? Jordan Reed. 
True. <laughs> True. I was looking for your beer. I was like looking for your beer for you to go. Valverde. Valverde's third. Yeah. Reed and and Paul are worse. So all right. Ooh, that was below the belt. Try to keep the gloves up. Awesome. Let's. I mean, can we just shut that game out and go yes, on to the next move one? On. Let's do it. All right. This is the uh, football night in America. Sunday night. Giants at Eagles. Woo. Interesting. What's gonna happen on this one? Interesting. I don't know. Uh, it could be a, a, a good Eli, bad a, Eli. It could be a seventy-four to sixty-eight game, or it could be a seventeen to fourteen game. I shit you not. I have no idea which one's gonna happen. I, I got a feeling that uh, it's going to be more the latter. I think it's gonna be more of a. I don't think it's gonna be the, the offensive explosion game. I don't and think if so, it either. is gonna be an offensive explosion game, it's just gonna come from one team and not the other. This game either has close game, less than 40 points scored in it, just because of familiarity between the teams, or I see it as because it's a home game, Philadelphia scoring with the total points still being in the mid-40 range, but them scoring about 28 to 32 of them. Hey, the Eagles giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, I mean, it stands you know, to reason that Eli Manning would have a bunch of points. The Eagles also have a defense that's scoring more points than anybody else because of, uh, or defense special teams, I should say, because yeah. a lot of it's all special the teams. Touchdowns, the six right? touchdowns that they seven, have, I seven, think it is. six or seven, seven touchdowns is what it is. Who? Unreal, so the Eagles, the Eagles. Jesus Christ! So, which tells you this: if you have the Eagles' defense, I will tell you, the Bears' defense was like that uh, yeah, a few years, years ago. ago. Um, I wouldn't. Don't don't be afraid to trade them right now. If someone's going to give you something for it, because you cannot count on special last. teams defenses to continue yeah. to score. The Bears defenses were doing it was like for the for it was two That's years in a row. That's why I played this week. It was the Eagles. I got twenty three. Yeah, go. right. I got twenty three points scored, scored against you by the Eagles. This and the, and the yeah, twenty three points. Like what? The Bears and Arian Foster in that he had like one more point. Two years ago, the Bears had it with it was like seven games in a row. It was like six games. The first, they had like a return touchdown for the first six games. They didn't have one the rest of the season, or it was one. Yeah. And so when luck is striking like that, it's going to turn off. Yeah. So if you're out there, Eagles defense owners, sell F and hype. You can get a, if you can get a starter for a fucking. I'm sorry, I will swear this time for a fucking defense. Yeah. Have to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. There's still so many great defenses oh, that are available. I you can earlier, stream. The you Seattle can stream Seahawks the rest are one of the, of the low point scoring defenses. They were obviously the first one picked. The Niners haven't been much better. I was able to pick off the, the as I said last week on the podcast, the Bengals. On a drop for their bye week, I've got them out. The Bills have been available. Look, in I most picked up the Lions last week, Lions, which was I mean, ridiculous that they were available because they're actually the third highest scoring uh, uh, fantasy defense. So the point is this: that luck is going to go away. You can never count on touchdowns, especially special teams touchdowns. That is like the rarest thing in the world. And after you've gotten them already, to think that you're going to continue to get them every week and you yeah. don't have Devin Hester on your team, no. Don't count on it. Sell high. If it gets you a player who, who adds to your starting rotation of skill players by five points a week or six points a week, it's it's gold. You remember in our Pyro League two years ago? Stavish. It was two years ago, the Bears. Stavish had the Bears, and literally the Bears were carrying him. And he was like 5-0, and oh, and it was the Bears were carrying him. And it was just like, I looked at him that time like, you're not going to make the playoffs, and I am. 
And lo and behold, I made the playoffs. He didn't because his team was being carried by the defense of the Bears. It's unsustainable. unsustainable. Or anytime that your team is being carried by unsustainable stuff. That's why when guys get off the hot starts and we say, sell high, you better sell high because they regress. Well, one question I'll get for this game, first overall in a league, I took LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. And this is consensus. What do I do with this guy? What do I do with this guy? I said it was going to be my last question. It was going to be my last question. But what do I do with this guy? Because literally, he, I don't know, in this league, he's probably like maybe the 35th highest scoring I, running okay. back. First overall fucking pick. Here's what you do. Unfortunately, it's this. God you trade him if you can. But if no one's going to, no, if everyone's trying to blowball you because of the way that he's performing, you're stuck. You have to ride him out. So then the other thing is you have to find either someone else that you have that's overperforming on your team that you can sell for a guy that's underperforming somewhere else that you know is going to turn around, or you got to figure it out some other way. Because, or because the thing is, it's never smart to take a guy like that and to undersell him just because of of, of a couple of bad weeks or whatever. Couple. I know. Week five. I know. He's got zero good games. I got Jimmy Graham. Who's been zero. In, listen, Jimmy Graham's had a couple. Calvin of, Johnson uh, too. Calvin He's Johnson too. He's had one too. game where he won you the week. Right, but this Calvin, is the guy that has. That's my one win on the terrible. season in that yeah, league. Yeah, I agree. But this guy hasn't. If if he had done that once, if, if McCoy had me one one hundred eighty nine yard game with a seventy yard touchdown and a one yard touchdown, it's different. I, I got something. I want to say this. I got nothing. We mentioned at the beginning of the year about the we teams that drafted Jimmy listeners. Graham as their first pick and how they didn't like their teams. Yeah. Well, I did it this year. I'm one and four. I'm not liking my team right now. So I got him I'm, in I'm, second. I'm, I got him in the second round. Shit. And I'm I, on board I with all agree. those people. And I and I've watched his games. I've seen so many. And they're on a bye week. So they're you're on a bye week. While you're on the bye, there's a bitch slap for you, Jimmy. Every time the ball hits you both your hands and you're running across the field, catch the fucking ball. I will tell you this. All right, I'm done. Cooks, Breeze, first Jimmy, half, first half of the worthy. season. A lot tougher rushing schedule for Philly than the second half of the season. All right, good. It was somewhere good. in the middle of the pack for the games one through eight. Good. You want to go nine through sixteen of the, of their games? Talk they to are me. fifth. Talk fifth, to e- me. fifth easiest. Okay, can It'll I get, get a better. Lot, It'll get better for McCoy. Don't sell him low. Keep him hanging on your team. It'll get better. I wouldn't worry about it. One who always gets better for as well. Bell, baby. Wow. That was a nice image. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> delightful. That's delightful. You All right. Anything, let's, let's go into anything else. Well, yeah, let's I, get I, I think there's more thing to talk about in a game okay. like this. Um, we've mentioned it before, and, and I'll mention it again right now. This is a game that has the looks of hey, it could it could be really high scoring. You're looking at Philly and New and the Giants. Philly gives it up against the pass. Second, uh, you know, they give up the second most points to the quarterbacks, the first most points to wide receivers. Um, neither team, by the way, gives up much many points at all to tight ends. I'll, I'll tell you that. But and the Giants give up like the sixth most points to, to running backs. Um, the, their their pass defense is starting to get beat a little bit. I'll tell you right now, everything goes out the door when it's an interdivision game. Everything goes out yeah. the door when it's an interdivision game. We've mentioned this before. We mentioned this weeks ago. We've mentioned this years ago. That, that's one of those things that you have to pay attention We're to. We're fine on time. <laughs> Go nuts. Both Jeez of Lee. these teams know each other. They've played each other so many times that that's just the way it is. I don't expect this like we were talking about. Yeah. I don't expect this to be a 50-40-something to game, which it could be when you're looking at these two types of teams. 
I expect, as Houdini was saying before, more of a lower scoring game because they know each other quite well. Here's the other thing that I think is interesting. You got Rashad Jennings, who's injured. So Andre Williams is going to get uh, his playing time this week. I don't know how bad the injury is going to be, but this is is the chance. And, And, you know, he has not been impressive, honestly, Andre Williams, since he's. Gotten his chance. Every 3.3 yards per carry on 20 carries. He gets the touchdowns, but it's only because they're from one or yard. Correct. And and, and because that's what the type of back that he is. And that is, he was a power back for Boston Mm -hmm. College when he was, uh, you know, out there. Um, Did he win the Heisman? No. No. Came in second? No, I think third. Third? Okay. But he, but he's had the most <laughs> yards in college for a number of years. That's what it was. Okay, yes. 2,200 yard season. Hugh, thirty four touch. I mean, just a beastly yeah. year. He didn't was, have the underwear Olympic measurables. So he, I, I, I'm not, not sure that I'm really. I'm not buying into him long term. If if here's how you can buy into him though. If you're in a touchdown only league, yeah, he's he's worth a, a go after because even when Rashad comes back. He's a guy that they do give the ball to if they're down there by the goal line, you know, because of his size and that and the ability there. The interesting fact for me here is now you have Odell Beckham finally, Odell Beckham Jr. finally plays, Mr. Hamstring, and he, he scores a touchdown in his first game back. Four, uh, five targets, four catches, forty-four yards. Some of the worst coverage I've ever seen in my life on that play. Correct. Oh, man, what was yeah. that guy doing? Yeah. All of a sudden, he was thinking about pussy in it the was. middle of that, that defensive play. But here's what was interesting. There's a few of those just last week, by the way. That was crazy. It was, there was some it was funny. So bad. Like, bad he was like backpedaling. He's like, oh, yeah, just go four yards in front of me and just grab a touchdown pass. Short. But the interesting thing to me is you wondered, okay, well, when Beckham comes in, what is that going to mean for Cruz? What's that going to mean for Beck, uh, for Ruben Randall? It hurt. Victor Cruz more Victor than Cruz, her, Ruben Randall sure. because Odell Beckham basically is, is playing the same type of role that Cruz plays, and Cruz is getting the attention, so they actually split their targets basically. Odell had five and uh, Cruz had six. Randall had ten. Still had the outside receiving. And he got the early pass. touchdown with the stupid touchdown dance. Did you see that touchdown dance? Yes. I didn't like that one. I don't know. Yeah, I, know I hate it all about that. Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, hand the ball. I got a question you get for you. Well, guys. you know, like the sack dance that uh, Bennett does, and that uh, the um, Cornelius Bennett, no, or Michael Bennett <laughs> on Seattle. And what was the other guy, the fat guy who did it with his belly hanging out? They're doing like the the thing, the ravishing Rick Rude from uh, old uh, uh, WWF. WWF. Yeah, or, uh, no, yeah. It was WWF. Or it could have been NWA or back no, then. It was WWF something. back then. WCW. He could have been WCW. You think it was WCW? See? At the end of the day, I'll tell you this. I gave it up when I was 12, but I know everything back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not one player I love that does crazy touchdown dances. No, no, No. I don't like that shit. The best one's handed to the the ref. You ever seen Calvin Johnson? Stag party. Go nuts? No. Does he do a touchdown dance? Stag Party does touchdown dances all the time. <laughs> every time he sings the beer pong. Every time he mentions DeMarco baby. Murray. Every time he mentions DeMarco Murray. He's gotten it right there. I know. All right, go on. What ding, ding, ding. What do we have for Johnny? <laughs> I got a... Uh, Stags has a question for you guys. Oh, yeah, that's oh, my... Oh, hey, hey Stag Party. All right. So he's been waiting off all season. He's got the number one waiver wire, wire. Okay, waiver yeah. wire pick. And he's been wondering... This week is a week where it looks like there's a guy that might be had. Oliver on San Diego, Andre Williams 
or Ronnie Hillman on Denver? I think I, I think he was texting me on these. <laughs> yeah, he was texting all of us. Uh, no, not me. Yeah. That's good. With you. Thank God. I, yeah. um, I'm not good. I, this this is where I I told him right now. It's like it's one of these things right now that it's this is for this year, right? I would do Andre yeah. Williams. Just just I'm gonna get it's that just out. for this year. I almost think that I would almost. I think I really think hard about Ronnie Hillman right now because Monty Balls looked horrible. And prolific offense, and a guy that can catch balls out of the backfield. And if he's finally figured out how to pick up a block and, and to be in the right spot, he could be that guy. I've got arguments for all of us. And Oliver's another guy that I like too because, and I think I, I actually I think I told him that Oliver was the way to go. Oh, and I the reason him I told him Oliver, Oliver was the way to go is because I look at it this way: Danny Woodhead's already out of the situation. He's already cemented himself into that type of a role into the offense anyway. Donald Brown. While Donald Brown looked really good last year when he was filling in in Indianapolis, he's not. He's looked okay, but it's only because of volume of carries and touches and things that he's had. He's not done anything special with the amount of, uh, of touches that he's had. And you look at what else they have, they don't have anything else there. So he's a guy that I think is... is and I like what they're doing in that offense. And again, it's that, that ball-control, high-volume offense. So yeah. I, I like it over at Hillman. Hillman has a chance to... Flunk. He, he, well, Hillman's like the, is that is the risk reward of it. I think Oliver is by far the safest way to go, and I think that it's a guy that's going to give you steady points. Hillman's a guy that it could because then again, there's no here's, here's my thought. I'll oh, like, give you your thought, but the reason why he could is because it's such a good team that if they find something that works, they're not going to care what they've invested in Monty Ball. This is a team that wants to win the effing Super Bowl. If Hillman gives them the best chance to do it, they will put him out there all the time. See, here's what here's my thought. I feel like I feel like it's Williams because only because well, obviously uh, Jennings is down, and I've read this week the coach is like we're gonna. I think he can shoulder the load. I think Williams can shoulder the load. And this is a team that's actually pretty friggin' good offensively with through the pass, so it opens up things. I just kind of like I kind of like that situation the most. Now Oliver could be it. High there's no, division. there's no, there's no question Oliver could be it. But at the same time, he's got to get. He, he's more of a Vereen type to me. He's more of a Sproles type. I don't think he's going to be doing a run lot run. of the running. I know, but yeah. they, I don't think he's going to be doing a lot through the running. But I and, that, and that's why I all run. volume I, to I Williams, you, he's going to get twenty. Answer carries. me, I test. Answer me, I test. I test on Andre Williams is is that it's, it's not going to be a terrible. very short-lived NFL career. I don't you think you cannot break a ten-yard run. I agree. I agree. And you're not going to be carrying the ball in the NFL. But again, it's it's what do you want? Here's what here's if what you here's what you're asking. Do you want do you want a uh, Sproles? Do you want a do you want a Sproles or do you want a Mark Ingram? This is this is different than a Sproles though. And I'm saying, let's say last year, do you want a guy that's getting twenty rushes? Or do you want a guy that's getting the ball out of the backfield? Listen, Je- Oliver's not going to be a guy that's going to get more than five carries. Jennings is going to be out until after the bye, from what I hear. And the bye is week eight, so he might be back week nine. When Jennings comes back, he'll start again. No doubt. And, and Williams will be the backup, but he's still getting touchdowns as a backup. Six, seven, eight, and if you say he comes and back nine. Jennings has never held on to a high volume for three year. weeks. So it's, Six, possible, seven, Jennings eight, could, eight, it's possible Jennings could be because he's the bye. Two weeks. Okay. Uh, it's possible Jennings 
gets injured again mm-hmm. or doesn't hold on to the job because he never has. He has looked good, but there are the possibilities. I like James to come back and hold on to the job. I think he holds on to the job, too. I, I agree. When it comes what about to ten, what about ten years ago, twelve years ago, when Tiki Barber got an opportunity and seized yeah, but, but it? Yeah, but Tiki maybe, Barber again, not, not a good comparison that. to Andre Williams, a completely different type of player. No, 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 it's, it's not about the player. From it's that, about the situation. That situation. It's about the situation. It's about the situation. There are so many different situations. There's a lot of other situations. When it comes to Ronnie Hillman, Ronnie Hillman has never been able to protect a quarterback, and that's the biggest thing you need to do in the Peyton Manning's offense. Is because Peyton Manning's the most important thing. Which I said, if he figures out how to do that, they will play him. Yeah, because if he if he can if he can hit a hole and break a run, that's what they need. They need someone that can set something up in the running game. All right, let's talk talk about this game a little bit. We, we, we're we doing good, but let's go quickly. Dogmatic, I want you to give me a little love on what you're thinking in the, the receiving game between an Ertz, uh, you know, and the, and the quarterbacks, or I mean, not the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, whether it's Matthews, whether it's Riley, had a nice play this week. Obviously, Macklin's number two ranked wide receiver. What's happening with the wide res- with the receiving crew on the Eagles? Well, the, the, well this week. Giants are the only uh, one of only four teams not to give up a touchdown to a tight end yet this year. Um, I, listen, I do, I do love Ertz. The guy is an incredible talent. Um, but the, the Giants in five games have only given up 16 receptions to tight ends. That's the, the least in the entire league. Um, and that's including all the oh, That's not true. The o- Oakland's only given up 14 in four games. But they played. Uh, Who the, the A's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was only three games. <laughs> no, no, it was only two games. Oh, yeah, three games. Um, anyway. I hate um, the way the first round of that. I know. Is Macklin's gonna, so I stupid. think Macklin has a, a pretty decent game, as usual. As I'm usual Huge for fan. Him. Yeah. Huge fan, obviously. Uh, I love what he's doing out there. It's, it's, uh, Riley Cooper's fluke touchdown. I don't see that happen again. I've had him for four years. I, I, know, I, was, I was kidding. I was kidding. It's your guy. That yeah, that is my guy. You see the way that just stopped? I'm never going to say my guy He's been Houdini's guy. He's been Houdini's guy, and Houdini was trying last year to get Dogmatica to to make Macklin his well, guy. And then he, he was and my that, guy when he was a fra- got, when right. he was a rookie. Then there's no doubt about that. No one liked him coming out more than me. Agreed. But he, when we year, did our mock draft this year, year like, you guys made fun yeah. of me taking Macklin. No, when no, I said, but this year hey, he's you your guy. Be a top five to ten receiver. This, this year, year he's your guy. No, no question. I got, I got no question. Short, shriveled, and always to the left. Pretty much. Um, that's my guy. <laughs> Short shrill. That is. That is. Like I said, basically, when it comes down to the receivers in this game, I don't think any anybody's going to do all that much. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. It, it it has the potential to be, but these teams know each other very well, and I just I see it more of a 17 to 14, 24 to 21 game where there's assured there's going to be a guy or two who has a touchdown, obviously. But I don't see it being a huge game for anybody. I don't know if you guys disagree with me there, but the familiarity between teams really makes a difference. What I'll agree with Houdini on, and all of us, we talked when we talk off air. Foles ain't that great. Mm-mm. Not a long ball guy, which is he's got a, he's got a long ball team. He's got a team where you should be able to stretch that. He hasn't gotten much out of McCoy, obviously, but right now it's looking like, and I'll tell you, if you are a McCoy owner in a deep bench league, and I'm not even kidding, you're a system-type player, and you're a power-and-numbers-type guy, I'm not even lying, I would pick up a Sanchez. If you have a Foles 
and there isn't someone, you know, if you got Brady on the waiver wire, if you got some other, you know, there's a lot of players that you could probably get on the waiver wire that seem better than Sanchez. Sanchez, or it used to be Sanchez. Sanchez. But I, I like, I like Sanchez with that talent if Foles gets hurt or Foles doesn't really pick it up in the next three games. That's all I'll say. This team could be so much better. And we all said it. We are all nervous about him. I was super high on for a moment. Then I kind of had a moments of like realizing like, God, he... Actually, I was super low on him. Then got high on him. Remember? I, I was, was like, the one that was high on He might be a second season, but done. I think I bought into yeah, it. Good. The and, but, again, but, again, but here's the thing about it. Here's what you got to think about it, too. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm still high on Foles because, again, it's not that I'm high on Foles. I'm high on Foles in the situation that he's in and in the system, system. that he's in. And in Chip Kelly's system, it's still producing lots system of points. System and talent. Though. Yes, and then here's your thing. He Surrounding hasn't been talent. great yet. Imagine if he starts to just get better in this offense. Then all of a sudden, it's a lot better for your fantasy. So I, for all those people who are... are, are I heard... Uh, was there, there was a question somewhere, was it? Was it like... Uh, it was a foals for somebody question. It was uh, I, don't I don't know, but here's what I'll say. I have about three close friends that are Eagles fans, and you know we watch a lot of football, but we can't watch every play of every game. We have NFL Rewind. We watch a lot of this on a Sunday. We do our best to get it all. It's tough, but what I will say is that these guys that are Eagles fans aren't aren't into a foals. Right. Not loving a Foles. And I trust their opinion, not from a fantasy perspective, but because he team. doesn't have the look of a franchise quarterback. He's tough. He'll take a hit. He, he's, he's making he just, some plays. Look at him. Some, too many hits. Yes. yes. Yeah. But there's something there where it's like sometimes you got to go to that beat writer, that source, those I'll people what, that though. know the team intimately and, and listen to what they're saying. You listen to a Philadelphia yeah. fan you because they're so they're... positive all the time about every player on every team that they have. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, Good point. so you're talking about Philadelphia fans. Sorry. My quote is from Eric Bayless, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but he's like, I watched the game again just now. Right. So the, He's not good. There was a terrible long ball. Throw in Sanchez. Here's what, and here's what happened. Sanchez comes in. Sanchez comes in. Sanchez plays a quarter and a half, and everyone in Philadelphia is throwing stuff at him if they're at a home game and calling for fools to come a, back in the game. Mostly the women throwing their panties. Yeah, full of batteries. <laughs> that are wrapped in batteries that they're throwing at. And then the men throwing their fucking jugs. All right, let's move on. Let's go on. Last game. I don't even think we need... This is great. We're almost close. We're pretty much done. Especially because we got a long closeout track. Uh, 49ers, I mean, fantasy-wise for me... Uh, listen, I have, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with Kaepernick. I'm stuck with Crabtree. Again. So what I'm going to do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe. Someone asked, the, I think, one of those well, questions. This is a good question. So it's this, a good question. And all right. Crabtree's on my face, but... So okay, would you trade? Greg Who's the name? Give it. Give this it. Is Frank Man, uh, Maniscalco. That's one of our boys, Frank. Oh, Maniscalco. Yeah, Maniscalco. And Franco, just so you know, is one of our biggest Facebook, Twitter, one of our biggest fans. We love I'm going to tell you right now, Franco. We love you. You are just an awesome, awesome pyromaniac. Appreciate everything you're doing. You're awesome, and also you're from Arlington Heights. 
Chi-Town in the mix. We love it. Where would Tina Turner be right now if she'd rolled over and said, hit me again, Ike, and put some stank on it? He puts stank on it every time he asks a question. So Absolutely. Question we is, love you, buddy. Would you trade Greg Olson for Crabtree in a non-PPR? And he's got Julius Thomas already as a starter, but he's got Julio, Marshall, and Allen Robinson. Well, I responded. I mean, I think my response is in there. I responded, I think you should try and get rid of Julius Thomas and get something more and go for, you know, a, a running back two, a running, a running back one, or even get a much better wide receiver than a Crabtree, who I love as a player in NFL, and I think he's the kind of guy who can help when the Niners win a Super Bowl. But the targets and that situation with Crabtree throwing to him, Crabtree's garbage right now. He's out of top 30. He's, he's, like, a, he's like a 29 ranked wide receiver in the league right now. Correct. And I will tell you this. When we, when we talk about uh, tight ends and we talk about uh, Greg Olson, don't say he's your guy because there's no doubt that this was my guy. <laughs> no, okay. doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That would be awesome. It's always like, my guy, guy. my guy. So, Greg Olson, who I don't know where we put him in the final rankings. I believe that he was my number three ranked or, or four ranked tight end when I had it all said and done. I really think he I was, was probably seven or eight for us. Right. He's number three in the league right now. This guy, again, because there's no one else on the goddamn team that you can trust to catch the ball. And, and, the, and the, the chemistry that he has got with him, he's the only, court, only, only player that Cam Newton has thrown the ball to can for I, so long. Can so I, can I, so I, I agree with you. Trade Julius Thomas because it's about get something. Greg Olson, even though he's, 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 he's performing where he is. It's not a have, name you can get. When you have an more. overproducer, you have to keep the overproducer. Especially if it's going to continue, which for Olsen it will. Here's a guy that's had over 100 targets the last two, every year that he's been in, in Carolina. It's going to happen again this year. But you get Julius tra- Thomas will, will earn you a tier one player, name, whereas name Greg Olsen earns t- you a tier two, tier three player in return. Tier five. If you're yeah, lucky, right? Exactly. You're not getting, you're not getting high. Julius, Orange Julius, you can go on and be like, all right, let's do a straight up Orange Julius. You got a lot of running backs. Let's let's do a Giovanni for a Julius. Okay. Greg Olson, you're 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 trying to bundle him for a couple of uh, middle of the road kind of guys. So what I would say is try and go big with the bigger name when you've got a guy who's overproducing, like you said. Especially when you have that other stud too, which people will bend over backwards to give you something for Julius Thomas. For Greg Olson, they're gonna go, oh, well, I, yeah, can, yeah. I, can, I bet you he's got Julius Thomas. I bet you I can, I can give yeah. him this Crabtree, and he'll take that yeah. for for for, uh, for Greg Olson. I'll get a starting tight end. Here's a guy that I don't even want on my team anymore. Don't do it for Crabtree. Absolutely. I would love read our targets, touches, and looks piece. Stag party. It'll be out um, on Friday. We're putting it out every Friday. You look at Crabtree's targets. I think he had three this week. So his his it end? is it is it is not anything. That you want to trade Greg Olson for? It's now, just let's, not. Let's give Frank uh, uh, one more thing because he said uh, he could use some running back help for sure. Any names that stick out that he should shoot for? But hold on, one thing I want to do before we go to that, yeah. we'll remember it because we're actually all right on time. We're going to close this thing out fast. But w- I heard a little rumor. I'm doing on my rumor central stuff. Greg Olson traded because he banged Cutler's wife, Christine Cavallari. Really? That's what I is heard. Is this TMZ reporting? Because I only trust TMZ because they get it right every time. It's what I heard. They do get it I'm right. not saying it's right. 
Is this what I heard. Is this ship? Ship? Now, what I want to do is I want to find out if those two. He was married at the time. Hold on. No, they weren't. Greg Olson was married uh, with a kid. Yeah, that, that matters. Um, what <laughs> I want to find out <laughs> is if these two guys, if there's any evidence of these two guys hanging out together since he was traded, then it, it can't be possible. Now, if they haven't, and since he's been traded, they're not buddies, that's the reason. And the funny thing about it is I heard the story watching the game with a buddy of mine who said he knew someone that knew firsthand, blah, blah, blah. But went right before the first touchdown by uh, Olsen, on the sideline, the camera guy was, was, was focused on Cutler. You remember that? Right. It was weird. Well, I was looking at it, I was like, wait, that was weird. So, not saying it's right. Rumor I heard. Right. If someone can show me those two hanging out since he's been traded, I think it's bullshit. If not... It's a fact. I don't see Cutler hanging with Cavallari after or something like that happens. Wrong. He's not the type of guy who would. No. Look, look, I think you're look told, at that guy. I think you're totally wrong. I think he's exactly... He's got nothing better than that. He's a smug prick. Not exactly exactly my point. Smug prick wouldn't stick with the girl. Yeah. No, he, he, I, don't, I don't buy that. But we'll find out. Let's do it. We'll dig to the... This is PMZ. There you go. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Let's talk quickly about this game. Literally well, two was, minutes. Shut you, it down. Franco, got a long outro. And just to Franco, the running backs that you should be shooting for, top end running backs, running back ones. That's who you get for Julius Thomas. Someone's, someone's got to pay up. Or at least one, running back two. Right. But you're not going crab. You're, you're not going, going to the guy that's gotten thirty. You're going after the, the guy who went running back, running back, and weighed on tight end <laughs> and needs help. And guys, someone's got to. You know, you're. I'm not going down. Get, get Doesn't Lacey. To, that's what I'm saying. Get, get, Around get, that, that, that's the value that you look at. Uh, you're not, I mean, Lacey's been down. Lacey's going to up and up. Yeah. Uh, coming up. Uh, someone like a, a Forte who hasn't actually put up a ton yet. You might. I don't know. I doubt you'd be able like to. Like Andre Ellington could maybe be there, but I'd actually say Ellington shoot higher. another guy. But I'd even say shoot higher than Ellington. I mean, I don't know how much more you're going to get. Yeah, I know. Right, but he if hasn't had the season he should have had anyways. But, right. I mean, I, but what you're saying is I, I completely agree. And what, go, you're not going to go. get a DeMarco Murray, although if I had DeMarco Murray, I would sell him. But if you could package Julius Thomas. I would Thomas. sell DeMarco Murray no, for Julius Thomas. if you Thomas. have Julius Thomas and you can use him and package one of your other players to get a DeMarco Murray, you do it. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I would sell DeMarco Murray oh. myself for Julius Thomas. Okay, but, but And say, I would get more. Yeah, get more. The, out of that, that would be a part of for DeMarco Murray. But I'm telling you, DeMarco's going to go down. I and know. you're going to be happy with yeah. the Julius And we all know, we all know one thing. This is something that we do probably very well. You're having a very good season in, in the one league you're doing, which is fucking awesome. Thank you. We're, we're, I'm having a good season in one league and not nah, all right one and then a bad one. But what I found out, and this is my new mantra on drafting. Buddy Bernard. Anyway, no way that anyone would trade that. I think, but what I'm thinking is my new mantra in drafting is top tier guys because you, you can't trade. No one's looking for Edelman, uh, no. Hilton, and another and, and uh, another guy that's pretty sweet. Uh, even Steve Smith. No one wants three of those guys for an elite guy. This isn't like you know you can't do. It's not like most deals. I'll give you a lot. It's not like a business deal. I've got these entities, I'm but I want one. I am so looking you, for that deal right now. If there's anyone in my leagues that's listening to my 12-team league, 
I need to trade. I'll trade a Gio Bernard for a T.Y. Hilton. And but is that dynasty? No, it's for this year. I'm one and four. I, I wish that you were in some of my leagues. I have. We start. I have 10, that out the wazoo. Twelve teams, and we start. But 10 I realize players. no one wants to. ten teams. They we want start here. We start ten players. We start three wide receivers and a flex. You know what? Don't I get need Michelle starting McCoy for your Julius Thomas. Pack Jewel something or something if you can. You can go get Lashawn McCoy. I, I, have, I have a big. You like Julius? I, want, I, need, I, 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 I hate to be. Dude, the guy's this, the best tight end. In the I want. I want to move us Jimmy along Grant. here because I got a horrible meeting that I have to get to in like eight hours now. Why don't you play that one? Uh, that one, one where you cry about it. And yeah. You get I pissed him on already there. three yeah. times. <laughs> I'm gonna piss him on right now. I'm not gonna piss him on because the guy who I grabbed that I'm very happy with, who I think that if you haven't grabbed and he's available, you should, and he's only gonna continue to grow is Brian Quick. So when you're looking at what they're doing in, 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 in St. Louis, and Austin Davis is continuing to grow as a quarterback, and the spit and vinegar that you love about him, D Rex, is showing, and and yeah. and he's giving they're giving him more and more reins in the offense, allowing him to do take more chances with the offense because once again their running game is not doing anything, and Zach Stacy suffered an injury, so don't expect it to do that much. So this is again one of those ones where Brian Quick is one of these sneaky guys that. He's First pick in the second round. Going to continue to put up points, I think, this week as well, even against San Francisco. Frank Gore against St. Louis. He's played 15 games against him in his career. He has scored a touchdown in 11 of those 15 games. That's okay. Only four games he didn't score a touchdown. One of them was the first game of his entire career where he was a backup and only got four carries. Two of the other ones were in 2011 when they didn't need him to run. Fucking San Francisco was running the table. They had no need for him to score touchdowns. They beat him both games. The other one was in 2007. He scores a, a touchdown every single game pretty much against St. Louis. You like your Frank Gore this week is what, I, is what I'm telling you. Other than that, I, this game is pretty boring like you're talking about. And by the way, go back to a podcast about five, six podcasts ago. I think it was right before the season. Where I say, you watch, Julius Thomas is going to have more fancy points than Jimmy Graham this year. Go back to that podcast. I have it. Anyway, I believe, I believe it. Yeah, I've listened to it. You haven't. No! Hey, now. I said I listened to that podcast. You haven't. No. no I, I, give, I like to give you shit. Not on air, but sometimes. Because Jer is amazing on these. We know it. We everyone's like I love the reviews or I love Houdini's my guy. Jared's stats and all this stuff, but Jared does not go back and listen. It's like it's like a crime he's moving away from. <laughs> it's because I'm too busy looking up those. D Rex listens to all of them because he has to. Edit I have them. to edit them. I listen to about sixty five percent of them. And there's also a couple nights throughout the week that it, I know that I can't get right to bed, so I do fall asleep. To your docile tones, you fellas, and myself sometimes. And the, the wake up! Yeah. Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> Listen to that one. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, we're done, dude. That's good. Fuck you. Wow. That sucks. That was a nice image. Tuesday night, I'm gonna be fully done, and all of a sudden. In that podcast, in my <laughs> earbuds, is going to be that. You oh, did. You did nerd. All right. Let's shut it down. And what we basically were doing video-wise this time, or movie-wise, was Liar, 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 Jim Carrey. We love it. And we were listening to The Doors, doing some classic rock. 
from the uh, Soft Parade. The first song, I forget what it was called again. Easy Ride. Easy Ride. Last song, Soft, Soft Parade. Parade from Soft Parade. Guys, I love you. Listeners, we love you. Not only is it a Soft Parade, it's a long parade. It's a long parade. We got a nine-minute song. Guys, we're about to have some cool updates to the website happening in the within, I think it's going to be this weekend. We're firing it up. We got our op-ed page is going to be sweet. Our player rankings page is going to be updated. Holy crap, this has been a lot of work to get there. The Doors. When I was back there in seminary school, there was a person there who put forth the proposition that you can petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. Say it again. Petition the Lord with prayer. Let me tell you something.
So